0: Welcome to Never After Redemption. I'm your GM, uh, Adrian. With us as always is
1: Rob Van Winkle, also known as Vanilla Ice. I'll be playing the Kyerger. Josh. Josh is playing the Kyerger. Joshua, Yeshua, Joseph. Jesus.
2: Uh, I'm Jesus. Grace, and I'll be playing Gwyn, the Mistress of the Hunt.
3: I'm Sean, and I'll be playing ba- Black Oak, Captain That's of the Guard. Think forever, isn't it?
4: I'm Priscilla, and I will be playing Varendra, Curator of Secrets and Lies.
3: And again, ugh, excuse me. I'm Andrew, and
5: I will be playing Galzareff, Tyrant of the Red Wastes. Though probably not much anymore.
1: I mean, it'll be a thing until I screw up and say a, a name I've already said before.
3: Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, be over. We're, we're, be 12,
2: we're 12 sessions into it, so, you know. Yeah. I think you're on a good r- roll with that, babe.
3: I yeah. want um, to keep notes. of which <laughs> <good morning.
0: laughs> I've done shit like that for jokes, like put in legwork for, <laughs> for a joke. I've done that. Do I've never it. written it down and taken to a bar, but so I, we'll I've for a bit. Right? I have
4: a list of NPC names. He has a list of, you know, personas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so it had gone on towards night. You had your rest after the fight and everything, I believe. Yeah, he woke up, and yeah, he and you guys had a real long like study session essentially, if I recall. Yeah, people figured some stuff out. Yeah. Um, all the little kids who live on the train are asleep. It, there's the night shift crew is out, but it's incredibly peaceful, beautiful night. And it's, um, it seems like the world is fine. Like, as far as you, as long as you don't look the other way and really, you know, sort of scrutinize the world you left, that it's just a moment of peace. What are people doing?
6: Hmm.
3: Um. Well, honestly If we're going back to uh, The very first episode I did comment all that time ago That I did miss the stars when I could see them Mm -hmm. So I'm going to probably Spend a lot of my time stargazing And just sort of wandering uh, Well, standing Lost in thought And uh, appreciating The part of the world that we didn't fuck up Yeah
0: Can give me a notice or a no? Sure looking up at the sky.
5: Galzara's probably anxiously pacing around the deck. Uh, yeah. Looking for some, something to do. Uh,
0: the sailors give you a wide berth. Since you guys were in a fight together, there's a little bit more camaraderie, but you still sort of alienate them. And, and you know, it's, it's a, a moonlit night, bright stars, so it's one of those, It's it should be super dark but you can see everything, and you got the white light of your I mean, you're wearing your helmet mostly, right?
5: Yeah, I got the little blue flame lantern with me yeah, now, that.
0: too. Oh, yeah, you put it in a jar. Um, you put punch holes in the top. I mean, no. No, it's fine. Uh And you put a stick and a leaf to simulate its natural environment.
5: (laughs) (laughs) No, because then it would be a moth, and we don't do moths here anymore. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, no moths. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Honestly,
0: when I did that, I totally forgot about
2: it. Yeah, I figured.
0: Grace likes moths.
2: I do like moths. Moths
0: and goats. A goat moth would be like,
2: Wah! oh my god, yeah. Chupacabra and Mothman if they had a baby. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Oh. Right. That was a different campaign though. Um, uh, g-
3: eight on a notice. Okay,
0: looking at the sky. Um, long, long ago, when you would do this, uh, before you remember men and their axes and fire, the sky was a busy place. There'd be things moving around, shooting stars. Clouds that move against the wind, glowing things, beasts of legend, occasionally her jumping around. Um, uh, Sometimes the moon would be different because some mythical figure was trying to dice with it or, you know, trick it into doing something. Now it's a little bit calmer, but it's cloudless, so you just can see pure uh, starlight, unbelievably dense and... uh, You can see the different colors of stars, clouds of gases, and occasionally, yeah, you'll see a shooting star go across the sky. Um, There is something to the north, to the pole star, that you can't quite place. There's something different. And you don't know if it's while I'm so old the stars have moved, or it's something that's happened recently and you have. It's just in the back of your mind. You cannot figure out what it is.
3: Okay. And,
0: uh, you can ask one question, except for that one.
3: <laughs> I'll take a fact.
0: Okay. the The stars have definitely moved, and part of it is how old you are and how long things have been. But there's more uh, change up there than that would account for. Okay. Um, yeah, everybody has a peaceful night. If you're not doing anything else, I can just we'll just go to morning. Yeah, I'll just rest. Yeah. Mostly dreamless, nothing crazy. Uh, Kyrager, you have a strange dream. Uh, I don't know if we never discussed what you dreamt in uh, the labyrinth, but, but you do now. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you're just wandering in the quarters of the labyrinth, but you're scared. You, like, you feel fear, oh. and, like, you'll see your hand put it to rest up against the wall and it's just bare, human arm, you're wearing rags You're some man, like a, a farmer or something, and you're running from something that's dragging its hooks along the crap. And you wake up uh, a little bit afraid, but it's uh, very, uh, seemed really real when you were having it. Huh. The day dawns, it's hot immediately, and uh, the captain's, you know, yelling nautical things, at the crew who, uh, there's no wind, so they got the sweeps, the big oars, they did some research. And, uh, <coughs> and you can see the whole island of Eleutheria just there. You must have made some good time during the night, or it's just how things work. It's beautiful, like very uh, mountainous, uh, a lot of different geological uh, features. You see ships sailing in and out, uh, the small, like uh, shallow hulled uh, coastal ships that the Eleutherians generally would have. Um, you see ships with sails, or smoke from smoke fires, and in the di- like, as you guys wake up and stir around, you hear like a, boom doom, doom, like it, it's a little bit faint, but it's coming from the city. Um, Ulthar is at the house Like, good morning, everyone. Well, we'll be. Import within the hour, and according to our plan, he looks at you. I assume you guys are all out. Uh Um, We will be staying there for a while. I have a relationship, let's say, with the dock mistress there, and um, I will be speaking with her. He looks thoughtful. How do you all think you will be received by the Elithirians?
5: That was a point that I actually wanted to bring up. <clears throat> there is a better-than-not chance that we will be perceived as invaders, and I don't know how we want to proceed in that regard. I believe they were neutral. They are, but the forces of the Dark Lord stepping onto their land without any preamble. It could lead to some, shall we call them, uh,
0: diplomatic situations that are unfavorable towards us. Out will play, uh, does the rest of the crew know about your situation? Like, your allegiances? Um, I think that... Uh, it's just him, Old was Old, Thor, Tom. Uh,
6: Old yeah. Thor and Old Tom yeah.
5: were the yeah. only
0: two that knew. Just a reminder. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it... Hmm... I can speak with the dark mistress, and if you stay in the train until I smooth things over, that might be more um, effective. I don't know that
5: probably taking the train onto shore would be a good idea here. No,
0: stay in the train on the on the ship. No. Yes, yes, so yes. They don't see you, which you should probably <laughs> take care of that soon. Uh, they have Elthirian spy glasses are the best in the world. And if one of their lookouts, and he points to really sophisticated-looking um, lighthouses, because it's, the, the sea gets a little rocky here, especially on the other side of Elthiria, and, and they send ships around all the time, so spyglasses are useful. It's usually it's fairly peaceful seas, but still, at night you can run aground on a reef or something like that. And they have very good, you know, this uh, uh, varendra. They, they have incredibly good optics, and they could they could probably see. They already probably know there's something weird on this
1: ship anyway, because of the train. Oh, I will go ahead and head back to my portion of the train, and I'll tell Thrax to get underneath the train.
0: He was out on, and he just loves sticking it at, at the, the prow of the ship. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the lead spar, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. It loves just perching on it, sometimes upside down. Uh, he's taken; It's taken to grabbing a, some of the leaping fish. Mm-hmm that could go, you know, a good ways out of the water, and he just grab them and eat them. He tends to just eat their heads and drop the body, and, and you know, he has a problem. <laughs> so give me a, um... You can use your crafts or argue.
1: I use my craft. Yeah.
4: In the meantime, I can apprise other everyone else of Eletherian customs so that we can do our best to blend in, although I think for myself and Galzareth, that will be next to impossible.
5: Didn't you, um... Didn't you meet with, uh, one of the merchants from Eletheria when we were back in
4: Absolutely, Port?
5: Yes. Do you think that they have enough sway that we might be able to negotiate yes. or massage something? Yes. That... Twelve. She
4: comes from one of the wealthiest merchant families, absolutely. Oh. And I believe... AO, I
0: think her
3: name was. Yes,
4: um, and I do have a scroll of recommendation, a uh, scroll from her as well, um... I can give that to the captain to. That's what I would suggest. Um, persuade, uh, persuade the dock mistress of our intentions.
0: You, um, in dealing with this creature with craft, you know it, it responds to specific touches. It has a little stubby antenna. Mm-hmm. Um, you realize that there'd be a, a simpler way to deal with some of these creatures because this one's—it doesn't want to do what you say. Uh-huh. It, it does now because you're very insistent, mm-hmm. and it follows you back. But, like, if you, like, had a, a, I guess you would call it, like, a discipline wand made out of something that wouldn't just be, you know, a piece of wood, uh-huh. it, like, a creature uh-huh. that could produce... Uh, smells that would communicate with, and it could be a, it'd be a Swiss Army knife for all of these creatures because you could just do, do different settings on it. Uh-huh. If like you squeeze the grub in a certain spot, it squirts out different smells, you know, and it makes them behave in a certain way. Oh, he's, so, he, he's,
5: sell, he's telling you to snap into a sleeping chamber.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so really not. That. That's what I'll do then. I'll go in there and. Okay, that's craft. You have plenty of uh, raw materials here. In fact, we don't have to detail it too much because because of the Book of the Flash and all the stuff that you've done. Uh-huh. If you want to use special ingredients, like, you know, pieces of Galsareth again, uh, let me know. And you realize, part of the reason why he doesn't want to a base, because it's got a demonic nature. Yeah. And uh, it's its own thing. It's like, good then. Okay, um, I will prepare. Uh, I don't want to send a boat out. There's no point. I mean, I've been to port here, like, a hundred times. Uh, and then he... Uh, he grabs a, a spyglass from Old Tom, and he looks out. It's like, oh, well, yeah, they're sending a, represent- a representative. He, uh, he points out a, a small craft with a little sail, and it's flying the colors of Etheria, which I forget what they were. Uh, let's say gold white. And it's got like an archaic sort of dragon-looking thing that's so abstract it's hard to tell what it is. It's just a circular emblem with laurel leaves and a dragon.
5: Alright, everybody in the death machine.
0: And, uh, yeah, you can't really hide. I mean, I guess you could just pretend to be... A tree.
3: A, a tree on a ship, yeah. Yeah. Blends right in. Blends right in, yeah. Your old
6: move! Eee!
0: <laughs> like, eee! Like every time I hide, as a tip like, I
6: know
0: it's a visual joke, it won't translate, but, anyway. So you guys uh, head in. Um, what'd you get on here? Your- 18. Did you get better on No, you got 12. Yeah, we'll do with an 18. So this is going to take a while. You get some of the uh, substrate. And uh, you do base it on uh, weirdly on uh, you get a, a willow stick that um, the pale one, she had some like really primitive supplies. And you've done this before where yeah. you put something on a rack to help let it grow a certain way. Yeah. And, this, and, and you like engender a little colony of grubs to sort of swarm like spinning like dark silk around it all the way up and then they'll proceed to devour each other until the largest is left until to, to take up all, the whole space uh-huh. and it has a silk coating like an elongated cocoon and just put on a shelf it'll be a day or so before okay. it comes to fruition
2: uh, i'm going to sit down in my in my cabin i'm going to sit down below the window and use like a glass or whatever's around to try and hear better what's going on out there.
0: Well you can open the window.
4: Oh yeah, because I have my window. Well, I'm just going to do that and just try and eavesdrop.
0: Notice. Sound base.
4: Um, I'm going to go back with um, Lena and Tal, mm-hmm. um in their cabin and I'm going to inform them that we are going to be docking soon and I'm going to open the window and let them look out and watch and start randomly quizzing them on history of Belitheria that we've gone over.
0: That's a no? Uh, go ahead and roll that. Nina's uh, like, "Oh, we can go, right? We can. I want to see it."
4: Yeah, we're heading there now.
0: Tall's a little recalcitrant. He's a little uh, scared, a little, little bit fearful, or just anxious.
2: Fourteen on the notice.
0: You hear that little craft dock pretty quickly, and the sound of a, one of those uh, rope ladders being sent down. Somebody climbing aboard. And then uh, you really don't even have to be particularly perceptive for this, but uh, Ulthar begins to just an ocean of bullshit of pleasantries and like, oh, how are the winds? And the person on uh, who he's talking to sounds like an older man. It's hard to tell. It's all business. It's like, what's your purpose here? And and any the the old man like, you know, already says the name of the craft. And it's like a, a, a merchant, a two master, you know, out of, he says, oh God, what was the name of the city that you guys. guys Greyport. Out of Greyport. And, uh, and then there's a pause. You hear, write, this is what you really need to, to have high perception to hear. You hear him writing down something for a long time. And then the man pauses and says, and uh, your cargo. And then there's just a real pregnant, awkward pause. Right, well... I'm afraid my cargo is of a sensitive nature. And I would like to speak to the Harbour missus directly about that. And the, old, and the old man says, We have no record of this. Um, if you will not uh, disgorge contents of your cargo, you will not be allowed. Ah, well that does present a problem. And then he just, hems and haws, I guess I should roll for him, I guess, monster baiting.
2: By the way, sorry for making you, like, uh, roleplay an entire conversation, both sides. I hate doing it, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it happened. Um, so, yeah, the 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 representative is just not budging, and then Ulthar excuses himself, and you hear him tram- tramping around, comes aboard the train and he's, I guess everybody's in their disparate cabins and such, <laughs> yeah. and he just he comes through the the front and uh, he'll come to you first, I think, yeah. and he's like, yeah, he's not."
2: I, yeah, I can hear. Well, what what shall we do?
0: This is an unusual situation. Uh, we have no, technically no cargo whatsoever, uh, because we were going to get some, and then some things happened at the Great Port.
2: How much cargo do you need?
0: We don't I just need a, a, a possible lie here. <laughs> um, he was lying the train the entire time.
2: Uh, just tell him you had cargo. Look, point out the damage on the top of the ship and note that it was taken. Hmm. There was a fierce fight. It was taken from you from raiders from the sky. Mm. And,
0: uh, you can all hear <laughs> what's going on. There's no secrets on the train. I'll You're let's...
1: talking to the wrong person, Captain. <laughs>
2: Uh, Yes, I'm not the curator of secrets and lies, which I feel like you need, but you also need answers fast.
0: You heard, obviously you heard that. (laughs) Uh, Just give him the piece of paper.
5: He can... It might cause some bit of a stir, but if they're not going to let us into port any other way, give him a bit. You
0: hear, from the outside, I'll let this ride, Quinn, Uh, you hear a a sharp intake of breath from the man who's to, like... You know, you're going straight into port. He's on the uh, port side, and he, um... Sharp take a breath it's like, oh my. Something, he's seen something or noticed something.
2: Uh, he's definitely noticed something, I don't know why.
4: <sighs> Probably the horses. Oh uh, yeah.
5: Alright, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm about ten seconds from stepping off and dealing with this myself, so if anyone has a better idea, I suggest they get to it. Ulthar? Yes.
4: What, what do you suggest? What is what is the Dockmaster requiring for entry?
0: We have to have our, our manifest.
4: Of the the contents on the ship? Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Can you whip that up real quick? I can write up a... Go, 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 go. And <laughs> okay. he's he
0: actually doing finger guns. He has no cultural cognate, but he's doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay, what would it take me to write up a manifest?
0: Um, what was that? No, you got on the... Uh for to instructing the kids
4: um hidden secrets of her
0: no well, you just rolled a roll oh
4: like it was uh, 17 raw
0: okay so you could just let that ride but add a special specialty for okay yeah and uh you don't have to detail it like specifically but if you want to make up a fake manifest but include the train and, and notices of damage due to a conflict <laughs> and loss of cargo because you heard her talk about that mm-hmm. and, uh, you could do that
4: okay uh, he, I'll go ahead and detail that out and hand it over.
0: And you're very quick, but not so quick that this won't take a little while. Yeah. So he's like, "Right," and he goes out and he explains to him, that "It'll be a moment. Where we we're in a a fight, uh, brigands or uh, sea bandits, pirates." He actually <laughs> says all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, we're updating the manifest. It might have gotten lost. So it, it'll just. Be, could I get you? Do you need any? No, I will not. What is this? He leans at you. Now you're it's straining your ability to hear him, Gwen. He yeah, he leans. At you. What Are these? This is the insignia of the Dark Lord. He's like, Oh, yes, well, that's part of the uh, you know, this the, the, you know, the secret of nature about what's going on. It's like, Well, it's not so secret. And, and is that a tree? <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, "What? what is going on with this vessel? Do you move at all? No, okay. <laughs> I mean, you have a face. <laughs> it's not visible
3: above the thing.
0: Well, I mean, you can easily make it hard to see if you want, but it, 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 a, a tree man or a tree on the ship is a lateral shift in weirdness. A... <laughs> I feel
3: like it's at least slightly
0: further. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Alright, well this is going to take a little while uh,
5: Sorry <laughs> Kels in a mood It's the
1: last healthy uh, tree before the mist took all of the vegetation <laughs> We brought it here to preserve it Well also uh, the, merchant, so. the, the
4: merchant patriarch family has a lot of really interesting requests that they need to fulfill and maybe they want it for their garden exactly.
0: That is good And then the old man just sort of muttering to himself You can sneak a peek at him yeah. He, he's a, a tall, uh, older man, but he seems to be like in close cropped hair, very uh, good condition, like uh, healthy, uh, wearing the golden white of Eleutherian, like state institution, you know, the Harbor. Everything's very official there, even in these chaotic times. Yeah. Uh, and he's got the insignia of his rank, and he's got a ledger. He's wearing sandals like they tend to do. And uh, the uh, the garment he's wearing—it's not a toga exactly, but it's very flowing and white. That it's hot here most of the time, and the winters are just just get kind of rainy. Um, so, and it, it, everybody's noticing like the—it's it's even warmer as you get closer to Ellaziria.
5: All right. Well, to stall us some more, <laughs> the train lurches as Galzereth steps off.
6: Ah, uh,
0: dear, uh, and he just sort of gobs backed. That's like. I was hoping to
5: avoid this sort of thing before we yeah, got. He's just off kind of sure.
0: backing up towards the ladder.
5: Oh, gentlemen, it's fine. We're here as diplomatic envoys; hence the secretive nature of our work. Um,
0: argue or charm? You have a fee. I should've been meaner about it. What? <laughs> well, that would change the way. And you yeah, know, no, no, of course. It's almost like these were designed to be different. Why
2: you know. gotta go talking to people when we all know you're real bad at talking to people?
5: That's that's exactly why I gotta go talking to people. I know.
2: Uh,
5: so argue you said won't cheat.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna give you a one. No, he says. Um, and to his credit, he's scared, but he's not running. He's just a little upset and just confused. Well, if, it, if this is an official envoy from the Summoner, as you say, why, why,
6: wouldn't,
0: why wouldn't we noted ahead of time with the communications? See, ample means to do so. Is this some sort of prelude to invasion? Six, so five. That's, uh... <laughs> sorry. No, you're good. That's 15, so that's uh, too stressed. Okay, I'll take it. It's easy. Good thing I, the rules are updated. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
5: 15 stress? Alright, well, I'll be in new character sheet land, guys. <laughs> um, no, um... I'll, I'll say... uh I'll say... As Captain Ulthar might have informed you, we were met with some resistance, it seems, that not all of the People have taken well to the Dark Lord's influence over the world, and we had to leave with haste. And such, we have commandeered, chartered, some combination thereof, this vessel. It was a last-minute acquisition.
0: You all four can give me a notice on this. It's a social thing. <laughs> well, I mean, you get like eight sixes in a row. You don't know.
4: Four! <laughs> <laughs> Eight. Fourteen. Okay. Fourteen as well.
0: You all three. um, I'm going to start formalizing notice a little bit more. I've been too loosey-goosey about it. Um,
4: Notice social is perfectly
0: fine. No, the the applicability is fine. It's just um, sometimes with a group notice, it's almost kind of wasted if somebody gets it and everybody else doesn't, and I don't do that with any other ability, so... I'll tend to give you more facts based on how the total number of successes, which is one, two, three, four, five. Uh, there may be a limit to where there's just no more facts to be had, but you'll get get them all. One, you guys all share a look. Uh, well, you actually lean like you could see. I'm saying you can see like through the uh, all the doors on the train. You can see like um, Black Oak kind of leaning down, and you all share a look in that one. This would be a good time to all make an appearance to really ha- or hammer it home that you're in Voice of the Dark Lord. Two, um, you can tell that if this is how this guy acts, and he's an official and a willful and very professional then the common folk there are going, there's going to be no way to control like uh, a crate they're going to go nuts. And last one is and you could—you probably told them this before. There is no love lost between Eltherea and the Dark Lord. They're mm-hmm. neutral by necessity, not design.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: I'll get off the train. Gwenjo first, Kyrger, you need to make an appearance. Okay. Yeah, let's step out. He's um, like, ah, wh-
3: what? I'll come out last, given.
4: Um, and then I'll come out uh, second to last, but I will bring the two children with me.
0: Okay. And uh, another arguing you have two feet. Who, me? Yeah.
5: Okay.
4: Yeah. Oh,
6: goody. More mental
1: stress. Here we go. Yep. I'll fix Maybe. It uh, I offer you a three. I'm guessing you don't have argue. I don't have
0: argue at all. Ah. Uh, the way that sort of manifests when you're not getting... Because sometimes <coughs> well, he would get a really good roll. It, it should have an impression. It's that it, you're giving weird signals to whoever you're talking to, and they don't know how to take it. Like... Um, so that's if you want to think of it that way
5: He's, the smile doesn't quite touch the eyes
0: yeah <laughs> he um, says well I, I see I see this is duly noted and he writes something down in the ledger um, but yeah you may dock it's the third mooring and if you don't mind, I will be on my way. He's not leaning in because you're, you're fucking lucky, to <laughs> I don't mind. He can be on his way. <laughs> yeah. um, and Olthar is like, uh, "Don't I need to sign the registry?" He's like, ah, "That won't be necessary." And he just hastily gets on the ladder and climbs down, gets in this ship, and almost immediately
3: is sailing away.
4: Well, that went well. And that, children, is what prejudice is.
3: Uh, notice. Do you just want uh, right. to. Uh, can I get some sort of read intentions on him?
0: Oh yeah, from this one, sure. Yeah, but same. It's the same kind of roll. I mean, I can just let it ride. You don't need to. Uh, Oops, six. If uh, hold on, if, do you think you can get better than what you got before? Yes. Okay. okay.
3: But this is more specifically like, is he going? What's his reaction going to be when he gets to port? Like, oh my god, blow up their ship while they're still miles away—that sort of thing. <laughs>
6: no
3: you need to sign. No want to blow you out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> Seventeen.
0: Okay. First of all, they don't have—they have ballistas and they have sophisticated craft and some most of the good like ship weapons, like the high-tech sort of like steampunky ballistas, is the height of technology. There's no cannon or anything like that, so they wouldn't have the ability to they don't have any siege weaponry because they weren't play, preparing for a naval invasion, uh, like, you know, big catapults or trebuchets or anything like that. You think that he, this is above his pay grade, which is a pretty high pay grade, and he's going to pass the bucket as soon as he can uh, to the harbor Mistress, probably, and then just, like, lay low.
4: Well, that went well.
0: No, it did not, says I'm Sorry. But we have the third morning. It's a pretty good one. He points it out mm-hmm. among the, just the web of docks. And there, yeah, you're pulling in like the... Uh, now there's a ton of activity because this is a, some like docking and stuff. It's some of the most complicated stuff they do. And it's like, if you don't mind, uh, back to the train. Yeah, I'm you, going back into thank the... Thank you, Captain. And if you want to help <coughs> good, uh, you know, good line toters, you, you two, he points out. the Galzareth and Black Oak. I'll assist. Okay, labors. Sure. Yay! Something I
5: can do. I'll contain half-well. the children. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're they're kind of all leaning out and looking, and everything's fascinating for them. Even Tall sort of getting over his uh, trepidation.
4: Like I'll let them watch and participate, but not get in people's way. Yeah.
0: Um. The name of your uh, what is it Carcivor? Carson, uh, it's a cassavar. Casivar, okay. Yeah, it's too similar to a, that kiwi from a long time ago. Cassavar is helping, like he's doing like sailor stuff with some degree of confidence.
5: I got a, a thirteen. Okay, three.
0: Yeah, you guys hang by the really heavy lines and just like it, it does make things go a lot faster. Cause <coughs> normally they have there's just techniques for where they can un- unwind it very easily. You can just hand the whole thing off, like because you have Cuban strength and. Uh, it goes pretty quickly. You pull into the great port city and you just, there's this tableau of beautiful white columned buildings, uh, like pristine, the, the dock is pristine. It's completely different from Port, where it's all well maintained. Everything has like an awning and um, there are officials and sailors coming back and forth. There's quite a lot of ships in port. This is one of the largest, but you see there's one vessel that's even bigger than this one. It's Eletherian, incredibly long, mostly a hoar vessel with one mast, but it's, it's, it's much lower than the, uh, uh, it rides a lot lower, but it's a longer ship than the one you're on. You don't know quite what it's for. And there's other merchants coming in. There's a few ships that are sort of jo- jockeying for position behind you, but you've gotten, and they've sent out boats to them too, all very official. Uh, it's, it's mountainous country once you get into the port, so you see buildings on it's like city on a hill type stuff just what Athens looked like when it was new, which would be shocking I think if you ever saw it, how beautiful it was, just white columns a lot of uh, stoa, you know those buildings with the columns and then walls behind them, Yeah. temples and then buildings that probably only Varendra knows the purpose of Uh, you hear the gong again and uh, you see a clock tower in the middle of the city, sort of a has pride of place because you cl- uh, clockwork and stuff is the hydro technology essentially, and uh, it signaling the hour of the day, which is uh, mid morning. There's a like the ship lurches to the side, and uh, quite a few of the lines are used to sort of hold down the uh, train a little bit while you dock because it's always an issue. And the lines that go over its connections are just to keep it from moving while you're at sea, but it's not the most stable thing. And it actually, lists and you hear a few wet sounds from your, uh, as like fleshy things fall to the ground and crawl away. Um, and then everything gets a little bit shadier as you come into a dock and it all has eaves and roofs on it and sort of, sh- uh, the ship's riding higher, but it's uh, a little cooler and more pleasant. You hear the sounds of gulls and all the normal uh, sort of dock. Uh, sonic, you know, scape, soundscape. Um, while you're doing this, uh, you two on the deck, you could, if you turn to look, the ship's in the way, but you can see back towards the continent, and yeah, just the red mist, it's palpably, it almost looks solid, uh, rising over the continent and disappearing into the sky. Uh, it dominates the, the sky, there's no way anyone can ignore it. And, uh, Ulthar and Old Tom, come to you. They, he, now Ulthar is wearing a really official, like, full-dress uh, military-esque uniform. Probably of his own design because, you know, he's a free trader. Well, we're off to do this. If you hear yelling from that building, he points to an, uh, a low-columned building, like, uh, on the uh, shore, uh, uh, past the docks. Unlike the other harbor master's building, it's a good ways away. You know, and uh, you see marbled steps and uh, perfectly paved roads, and a building just sitting there. Uh, if you hear that, um, feel free to lend a hand. <laughs> but we're off. I mean, salutes and heads out. Verendra
4: will hand him the manifest paperwork.
0: Oh, he's like, ah, yes, of course. He looks it over and it's like, well, that's just a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I trust your judgment here, and uh, and he heads out. Uh, you immediately gather a crowd. Um, other vessels dock, some are leaving, but they're sailors and tradesmen and just regular people coming up and down the vessels, and a crowd gathers at the entrance to the main dock where you're at. They're all talking, and uh, you can see the, uh, the guardsmen for the docks who are wearing uh, the white and gold as well, but they have uh, gold-colored helmets, probably bronze, or just uh, steel with a bronze cast to them. Uh, with spears, just nowhere near the level of uh, panic as you left Greyport, Uh, but there's just a lot of looky-loos. It's not a mob, but it is a crowd.
2: Galsrath, I know how much you love having heated conversations at docks. There's an opportunity for you.
0: I'm good.
4: Uh, Verendra will begin drafting letters um, to... um, the merchant patriot io to let them let her know that we've arrived and safely yeah
0: you didn't notice her vessel but that'd be a really hard thing to pick out you think any of you can make me like a full
5: helm that's slightly less menacing than this one it has horns and spikes on it
4: well, no. i could
1: whip something out for you
4: i'm sure lena could design something for now, you now <laughs> when you it say looks like that like a giant <laughs>
5: I'm going to need it to not be made of flesh because I feel like that might be more disconcerting.
2: I pull out a, uh, a uh, hat that's made of like a full fox basically. There's the ears and the tail and stuff. <laughs> you can wear this? Just,
5: just lift Like, you know that my head is flame, right?
2: Well, I assumed it wouldn't affect it. It's, uh, I don't know how your magic works.
5: It's not... All... You know what? We'll just put that on the back burner for a
3: little bit. Back burner. Sure. Yeah. The other, the small fire. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, nah, you didn't have like. You know, Great. The small fire has a little fox hat. <laughs> um, it, you're
0: kind of there for a while, uh, and the sailors, a lot of, they really are itching to get off and, and just go into the various taverns, of which you could see a whole lot. You know of uh, Verindra that, and I'm not going to detail all the social mores here because it would take forever but you you recognize, recognize all the buildings and what they're for you know you point out like there are tons of taverns and inns uh, although here in Eletheria those are two separate buildings like an inn is where you go to sleep they have a little bit of food but they don't really serve people who aren't staying there no bar or anything and taverns are just people who drink wine and Eletherian wine is the best in the world as far as you know and this is one of the places where they export it it's one of their chief exports, especially now, and uh, you can go to like little local taverns that don't look like much, I mean, they're, well, they're all, e- even the smallest ones have columns on them, right? Uh, they're really small, but it's like, yeah, you can get the best wine in the world there for almost nothing, because they make it over there, <laughs> and you can point to the vineyards. Um, you see uh, a lot of official buildings, which, whose purposes are very arcane, uh, you know that the sages and the rest are much deeper into the capital here. Uh, and uh, the city, did I ever name the city itself? I don't think you did. Fuckmore no. Station. It's Avros. Uh, there are about, there are three cities of note in Eletheria. It's a small nation and very mountainous. Avros, Anthos, I'm not gonna be that smug. Uh, and uh, Vestria, uh, Abros is the biggest; and it's the capital here. Uh, Anthos is on the north on the north coast. It's the, the smallest of the largest cities, and Vestria's on the west, uh, which has seen better days. It's a, kind of in decline, and there's small towns and settlements on farms all into into the mainland. There are tons of valleys, hollows, essentially, where most of the agricultural agriculture gets done. And Lotharia has incredibly rich soil and supports a lot of different, uh, you know, agriculture.
3: Um, unless you guys want to do something, you just wait. Um, when you get a chance, I have two items, two questions for you, and an item of possible concern. Sure. The stars are different. I don't know how but something has changed with them in our time within the veil of the Red Mist. Um, does this place keep slaves? Oh, they used
0: to centuries ago but there was a lot of democratic reforms that happened and there was a universal suffrage and like, the freeing of that Women used to not be allowed to vote in um, the what would you call it the uh, Senate. Uh, but now that, that's been centuries gone. Um, the continent found all of these changes like really radical and but there was, there was some when it happened, there was some movement uh, among the continent to adopt Eleutherian ways because it was very popular. It's neoclassicism, right? But right. it never took hold
3: there. But here it's, it's very uh, fairly egalitarian. Uh do the forests have men here as well?
4: Do the forests have
3: men in El uh, Men of the
0: forest. You've never heard of that. Okay. Uh the leader uh, the uh head of the Senate is the Primarch. Uh and he's a, or she's a it technically it could be one, but it's always a a man generally. Uh is appointed by the Senate, but it's always from the gentry because there's a massive amount of corruption that is hard to ignore. Um how big uh, is it? Uh Oh, theory? Yeah. Is it
1: considered an island,
0: or is it's it a, large enough to be a continent? It's like Great Britain. Oh, okay. A little smaller, but Great Britain. Okay.
4: okay. The question on the stars, we should ask <coughs> the sages at the university, because they will have the best records and the best view of a before and after, unless you can chart what you saw last night, and we can compare to books that we have in existence. I can try
6: yeah,
0: so I'll give an the impression it's just a teeny island. I mean, it's teeny compared to the enormous continent you just left. Sure. But yeah, you could spend, if you were just to take the train from one end to another, it, it would take weeks
1: yeah, to do that. Cool. I wonder if they brokered a deal with this summer to prevent anything that he did upon his victory from... Imposing upon their lands. Probably not. Um, <clears throat> no, you can give me a no roll. As They're well, safe. you know
5: the uh, the summoner doesn't exactly have a naval force. He's got his
0: but, flying
5: true. crow bastards.
1: But also, as far as we understand this, he didn't anticipate the red sun.
5: No, no. There's a lot that.
1: Uh... But maybe. I don't know. They, they seem like a, an intelligent pe- people, and if they were to remain neutral, it's possible that may they may have
6: struck a bargain.
5: <clears throat> the summoner's a pretty pragmatic man. I don't think he would overextend his resources <clears throat> in a place that he feels will already be conquered in due time.
0: Huh.
4: Hidden Secrets of Earth? Yeah. 30.
0: Yes, you know for a fact that the Eletherians brokered a deal. You were part, you kind of in on it. You remember them sending uh, representatives well into the war. And it, uh, and they didn't have any meetings, as you, far as you know, just with a summoner. He tended to not do that. He would do things in front of you guys. The only reason you wouldn't be there is because you're busy doing your own, own weird crap. This is why, Kyrager, you had no, almost nothing about it. Yeah. Because you were just in your lab. Yep. And Gwyn, obviously, you'd be out on hunts or fighting. You there as a guardsman, but you, you know, it, it wasn't really your Uh, uh Somebody would talk to you, Black Oak, because he would sort of have these moments of, um, like, use you as an advisor for certain things, mm-hmm. never for anything really concrete. It's always kind of abstraction, so you want just some sort of wisdom of the old world. It's just part of why you're there. It's easy yeah. to understand. Um, okay. While you're researching this or just actually just going through your mind remembering Uh, something occurs to you that might have occurred to you before and you might have mentioned it before wondering why you guys are doing what you're doing like why did he send you out can't determine it entirely you have no idea but one prosaic fact is like oh he needed someone to explain the red sun and that surprise that happened and having his lieutenants do that, as the full force of his authority, would have a lot of weight. And being able to explain it to people and uh, console them, sort of, as to why it wouldn't be a problem or what it would mean, isn't that's not a bad thing to have your lieutenants do that. <coughs> and you can have uh, you have 30. Two questions. Okay. You're all uh, just busy, I assume, in the uh, train Mostly, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. You can hear the crowd; it's getting pretty loud out there. Um, as the morning wears on, your other ships docking. Um, the sailors are all—they're just as loud. Uh, the ones on the uh, the triptych are talking about what they're going to do in town. The there are brothels that are legal, uh, which are as bureaucratically uh, administrated as any official uh, sort of governmental like, Bureau, really. Uh, and they're talking about which ones to go to. One, one the, uh, the the really braggart guy who you fished with, Gwen, is mm-hmm. talking about, he's it. like, no, you got to go inland for the best ones. I know this, this this settlement, forget the name of it. He says that, not me. Uh, but in there, it's the best. They don't see a lot of traffic. This is, and he just, he goes on explaining the, um, attractions that could be uh, found there I'm sure yeah. uh, He's like, they're, they're really homegrown is what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh,
2: at what points should we go check on the captain
5: um, not until we hear sc- only it, like ten minutes not until we hear screaming let's be realistic about this we don't want to cause <laughs> any more of a scene than we already have
4: not particularly First question, um, what was the deal that was brokered and or how do we uphold this agreement diplomatically?
0: It's fairly simple. It's that the, um, well, before you knew, that, well, before the Red Sun happened, it was, hey, uh, the Summoner is going to control the entire continent, the eastern continent, and uh, Etheria will be allowed to remain neutral. Uh, it, it would not be under the Summoner's rule. And trade would continue as normal. And he he preached because he was a, kind of a good statesman that like this is just a change in the continent and it shouldn't affect your lives in any way. In fact, it'll improve trade because of regulation. And had things gone his way without the Red Sun and the insanity that ensued, probably wasn't wrong. Um, you know, that's how he would operate. He just he wanted to rule the what he saw as the world. Now you don't know if he had any other. Uh, plans for the future. Summer could take the long view because, as far as you know, he's essentially ageless. Mm-hmm. And if you can, if you have the powers that he has, why wouldn't that be the first thing you did? Right. Um, so maybe later on he'd slowly encroach. But they were assured that things pretty much wouldn't change. In Elthiara, there's an enormous amount of let's call it uh, what, what's the word. It's so an old word begins with an E about like, where you think your culture is better than everybody else. Big elitism. What, Well, elitism, elitism that's, that's close to it. Ethnocentrism. Uh, an enormous <laughs> amount. They think, that, and kind of the right, the continent is just barbarians. There's literally barbarians that call themselves that uh, in the Estillari. Uh So they kind of don't care as long as trade is there and they're not going to be invaded. Okay. It, it wasn't hard to convince the Eletherians. Oh, right, okay. Um, you hear calls like, a tree, a tree! <laughs> oh, it moved!
6: <laughs>
0: now, if you wanted to stop, I mean, there's a little bit of wind, so it's natural for you to move.
6: Oh, look! Ah!
0: And they say the Eleutherian word for squirrel. Uh, yeah. Someone's got sharp eyes or a, looking, or a spyglass or something, and they're just... You are under the panopticon right now.
3: Apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just... Act normal, or as, as what it, what would be normal for Black for Black Oak. Like this is humans have this reaction to Men of the Forest generally from his understanding. So
0: you've seen more it. people in the last few months than you'd seen for hundreds of years. Like, even being among the uh, in the capital of Melcraft, you mostly just saw your fellow Men of the Forest and the Summoner and a few of the lieutenants, and you were just kind of removed from it. Now you've just seen. Just swaths of humanity. So the uh, the wand thing is darkened to like oh. a sort of a mahogany, a deep mahogany. You can see it sort of underneath it, like things moving in and out, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it seems to be coming along. It'll be somewhat—I uh, won't say heavy, but it's you know it's a, it's about a foot and a half oh. a long. You can see the the end of it where there's a. Um, the, the stick is poking out, it's just riddled with holes, and the, the, the wood's probably just going to be absorbed by the creatures within there. Uh-huh. Uh, the pale one's just looking at it, and she's actually taking notes, which she started to do, which is completely anathema to what, not anathema, <coughs> but foreign to you. Yeah. She, and uh, you, she, she's writing it down in a ledger that she's reached the end of, and she puts it on a shelf that she's cleared out for herself that has none, no flesh-crafted things on it at all, and she just puts it there. And you can tell that she has to daily keep flesh things from absorbing, like, coming over here, eating all the books, or inhabiting them. or So, so it's like a, a hygiene that she has to keep her study clear of that. She, she shares a look at, with you when she's writing down, but she's kind of got a... I wouldn't call it smug, but a sense <laughs> of like, yeah, I could be surprising too. <laughs> <laughs> um... The little kids just, they, they don't, they can't stay on the train while you're busy with this. They That's just fine. escape and just start waving at people, and they're on the side, and uh, yeah, and people are waving back, but like they look fairly normal as children, so they're not really uh, the, the centerpiece here.
4: <laughs> uh, second question. Um, what would it take to convince or bring Eleutheria against the summoner?
0: What would it take? Um, a little bit more specific
4: if i was, if i were to go and negotiate an allyship with us and Eletheria against the dark lord what do i need to bring to the table to get them on board
0: oh okay it would be a tall order because um, even though they were easy to convince elatheria has spies everywhere mm-hmm. and the dark the summoner knew this and he let it continue cuz it and you manipulated the spy network. You know how that gets. Yeah. It was like a shadow organization within a shadow organization. Um, and in fact, you still have some of your uh, contacts here. Um, but they knew. They know of the Summoner's power and what he's done. And in order to... There is absolutely no way Elithiria has the manpower, the Navy or Army to attack even, like, a tenth of the forces of the Dark Lord. There's just, they have, so you'd have to bring them an army. Okay. And the backing of some other nation, which they know doesn't really exist, as far as they they understand it. Mm -hmm. There's a, you guys are all kind of watching out in the official, the harbor building. Uh, You see Ulthar come out with uh, (coughs) an officious-looking woman. She's really short, uh kind of harrying him and he's got in his hands a golden staff with like laurels and arcing serpents on it and then a banner in front of it that has the eletherian and then some like little symbols on it that mean various official things and he looks like completely overwhelmed and she sends two guardsmen out, just giant dude, ball headed dudes uh, you realize oh, those are eunuchs, they still do that? Occasionally And it's just enormous dudes who are carrying, um, like, scroll cases following him. And uh, old Tom is limping along behind him. And Ulthar's just carrying this thing, looking like he's just been volunteered for something. And they're coming back to the ship. But as soon as he passes the crowd, they just, just sort of start to disperse. They say, a little child is waving at you. Uh, she's caught your eye somehow. She's waving goodbye! They have a thick accent. I'm not gonna attempt to. It's not any, like, world accent that we have. It's very thick. Uh, and, uh, one of your red uh, squirrels uh, (coughs) waves at her with his claws. He's trying his best, but there's no way she could see that. Ulthar comes up the gangplank, cursing under his breath. The two eunuchs stay, uh, Right outside the plate could turn outward as if they're guarding. And they are. They have um, scimitar, like heavy chopping swords at their side, and they're wearing, like, underneath their white official garments, they have, like, a gambison of cloth armor. Looks like silk, actually. He comes up clank, thump, 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 and he leans the standard uh, next to the train. They're like, all right, all right i exit
6: the train. Oh, yeah.
5: <laughs> clang, clang, clang. I will clang. exit the train
4: not in view of the eunuchs. Mm.
0: Um, okay, so that did, that went a little differently than I thought. Um, apparently, someone in higher up had gotten word that you were doing what you're doing. I mean, doing what you're doing. Not, you know what I mean.
3: Um, I'm actually not, not sure now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, uh, he, they knew that the lieutenants of the Dark Lord would eventually be here. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> And so, they had prepared, and the Harbor Mistress was clear to foist this on me, that you would be official delegates and allow the run of the city. Uh, and he like, spouts off a sort of an official title and offices uh, that is familiar to you. I'm right. not going to go into too much detail, but it's, like, it's diplomatic immunity and honored guests of the city, uh, like, standard bearers, and that, like, so you'll have to go everywhere with somebody holding the standard. Uh, Ulthar is cl- clearly like, oh, that's not me. <laughs> um, and it'll be treated as uh, an official envoy. And because the Lotherians are so bureaucratically entrenched... No matter how weird you are, this, that standard carrying it around, it, it almost never happens. Like It's been decades that somebody would have this kind of a f- um, honor. That that'll attract more attention than you will almost. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why the crowd dispersed because, oh, that's very official. And as weird as it is, hey, you don't see that forever. So that will be the first thing they tell everybody else when they gossip uh-huh. is that you're, um, that you're an envoy. And then the next is also is a tree and a demon guy and some yeah. weird chick and <clears throat> another weird chick and then this guy who looks dead.
5: <laughs> so I guess I'm carrying stick. Oh, and he
6: just, <laughs> <laughs> hands it to you.
0: It's a heavy staff. It's um, it's thick, um, durable wood like the kind you'd make halves of spears out of. But it's bound in bronze and iron and the head of it. Yeah, this thing weighs like thirty pounds. Um, and, uh, part of being an envoy, you know, is you have, uh, um, the unit guardsmen, I need a name for them that isn't Game of Thrones, uh, uh the brazen, which is a dying, um, it's a dying cultural practice. There's, they hardly do this anymore. Only the really conservative, uh, like stewards, uh, the, the, land the gentry essentially have them anymore. There's still a school for them. But it was like fewer and fewer people were willing to give their, their men, m- male children to that, even though they're guaranteed a stipend if your kid gets in there. They're going to get more educated than they possibly would, and they'll have a, a good life. It's just there's something lost. <laughs> something, important. Mm-hmm. So, something important. So these guys are
5: these guys are fighting men, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can give me uh, tactics on them. Yay!
0: So... Oh, the sailors have just gathered around, and they have this pregnant—I keep using the word—but it's just anticipation. Olthar looks up, and is like, "Go on!" And they just just stream <laughs> down the gangplank, like hooting and hollering, going in. He's like, "Don't break anything or steal." And then uh, there's like six uh, sailors who have packs and stuff who wait behind, and Thor talks to them, salutes them, pats them on the shoulder, says like, "Good sailing with you. Don't know when we're leaving, but if you ever need," and they're like, "Mm mm." No, and those guys are gone. None of the ones that you really recognize. The uh, the, the last guy in the line, uh, the braggart, he uh, winks at you, Gwen, as he goes by, <clears throat> and he, like adjusts his little cap. They have the felt little sailors' caps, and they just kind of disappear into the city. Uh, what was he doing?
5: I got a seven on the tactics now.
0: They are, um, yeah. Those are. And plat- those are very skilled swordsmen. You could tell by the way they carry themselves. They are fat, and then they have a layer, like kind of like s- more modern sumo wrestlers. But those are some strong men. And you, n- you've never heard anything about this kind of practice. But it's like, wow, if you didn't have the distractions of, uh, you know, things, all, all things venereal, they, yeah, it's like study, practice swords, lift weights, and eat. <laughs>
6: Which sounds awesome, by the way. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the
0: perfect soldier. <laughs> but I don't know. You know, the Game Run's like, oh, they're all skinny dudes. It's like, yeah, you know, that that's hard to maintain without. But anyway, they're all about six three, six four. And Elthirians tend to be kind of short of build. Uh, it, they're fascinating from like a warrior perspective, and you can't help you think it's like, okay. They're skirmishers, but you can give them a pike or spears if you need it. You'd have them as shock troops, breaking up formation. All these little ideas about how you would uh, field them if you had a bunch of them.
2: So to be clear, we have to bring that staff everywhere we go, and we can't leave the city.
0: Yeah, I'm
5: pretty used to holding banners. I think this will be fine. Walter says, "Yeah, you can't leave it behind."
2: And we can't leave the city until we have further clear. No, they didn't say that. Okay, great. Uh,
0: you have free run of the um, the nation. Um, now, expect to get letters very quickly, I would guess, from the, the gentry.
4: I've been planning to send out my own as well.
0: Um, what other. <clears> How <throat> uh, well, is a puzzle to me. Um, whatever scholarly organizations, uh, the, the university, maybe even a senator? Are they, have they given us specific lodgings, or are
5: we expected to find our own place to stay? Didn't say anything about that. Um,
4: We'll stay on the ship until we hear otherwise. Oh, the harbor
0: Mistress, yeah. You're going to get contacted by a representative of the Senate to schedule a meeting almost assuredly. But she said to me, if I'm remembering, because she talks fast and it's kind of scary, um, that it is expected that you will spend some time in the city on your own as an envoy, an honored one. So, they, they expect you, you guys are going to whore around and drink, is really what I'm saying. That's what they, they
4: do. They expect or they want?
0: It, they're, they're all and that's the same thing. Okay. and <laughs> That that's kind of raises what he said, but he's 100%. Not, for reasons,
3: right? <laughs>
1: that
3: is
1: why I'm not disputing
5: it. These men, they do not partake of our whores. Mm-hmm. is grave insult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grave insult.
6: <laughs>
4: and on that note, I will hand him the change purse and say, well, I guess we better not disappoint him. Oh,
0: uh, is this the money that you were going to give? He half he says, it. like, all right, then. I might go into town as well. Ultan uh, hangs back and is like, ah, I got the ship. Shouldn't have any trouble here. I mean, you know, you, y'all you are the trouble. Uh, well, you know.
4: I mean, I would say you could give two <coughs> of the exterior of the train for...
0: I point at the
5: horses. Pennies,
4: but they might bite off the arms.
0: I would rather lose my uh, good leg than do that, but thank you, mistress. <laughs> uh, and his good leg doesn't look all that good either. <laughs> I mean, you know. Is Old Tom
3: the one that was in the crow's nest? No,
0: that's... Uh, forget Orly. His, Orly. Orly, that's
3: right. Orly.
0: Orly's a lot younger. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's middle-aged, but uh, Old Tom is just, just alarmingly old to still be doing this job.
5: It's all he's ever known.
0: I mean, it's a hard life, so he looks older than he is, but he is actually quite old. Then <laughs> um, we'll wait for him to get back. Great. Alrighty. Okay. Um, alright. Yeah, you're there. Uh, you got the standard. So, are you taking money? We probably should at least a little bit. So, um, yeah. Everybody's going? Yeah. Oh. And just to be clear you've been you basically have a uh, Rumspringa here for a little bit
4: what
3: Oh it's the it's the Amish like <laughs> time of release for their young people before they become adults. yeah and then they kind of go and
0: they, they hang
4: around Oh and, got it okay.
0: with the Englishers and the, you know
4: go into cities watch TV you'll be amazed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it might not be wise for me to attend Give me a no. hidden secrets of Earth? Uh, nah. Um, 23.
0: Um, under the banner, it officially you're not going to be mistreated or nothing officially untoward would happen. Um, obviously your nature is going to occasion more common than almost anything else but because you are agents of the Dark Lord, and in fact, on the banner is the Dark Lord symbol that was just applied officially, like some very quick seamstress, just put it in there with, you know, the red and black. Um, It also lends a certain amount of cultural capital because, yeah, you're a monster, but that was a long, like, how how long ago was that?
4: Mm, That's fair.
0: Um... And it's, you're an Eletherian thing, even though it's terrifying. So it seems like they have someone who is related to them in some fashion with the group. Also, I don't want to split the part. So. <laughs> no, that, that,
4: no that, that I understand. That out, out of play, I understand that.
5: All right. In the meantime, let's look for tree-sized buildings.
4: <laughs> um, I uh, do most of Black Oak, if you he will I... help me contain the children. So I don't are you taking money? I'm asking. Um, yes, we will be taking a change purse.
0: Okay. So you have about um, five hundred gold uh, of uh, Melkarthium. Actually, you can you just pick out all of the uh, Elthirian denominations because it's just easier. It's mm-hmm. all done by weight, and the Melkarthiums are pretty standard, even though they're rougher. Yeah, like minted in a more rough fashion. Uh, but you, it's better to have Elthirian coin, and you can have about five thousand of that, and then change. Uh, of about half that, of smaller denominations, because, you know, a, a gold piece even here is still a lot of money. Um, so that'll be with you. And, uh, <coughs> are you guys going to the
4: city? Uh, we'll take the children with us as well.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, it would I be keep hard to... i the kids
3: to in my branches.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, Tall uh, hasn't... I don't know if he's climbed among your branches much, uh, but Lena would tell him about it all the time and he's eager, and you know, they both climb up and get in some of your lower branches, which is kind of like holding on to your hip. Right. And, uh, yeah, you, you don't even notice their weight. Lena is practiced at this. You know? <sighs> and as soon as she gets on, the little critters just kind of come around her Disney princess style. And they try to hand her things, like, oh, here's an acorn. Here's a bit of wood that I like. You know, something <laughs> that fell off. Or uh, one of them had um, a shiny bit of metal that it found in the uh, after the battle. And it's, it hands it towards Lena. Everybody just just sees this at of the corner of their eye and they're just a, uh, drawn to it. It just hands a little bit of metal like it's an official, like it's a knight or something. It's like, your sword. Mm. And she takes it and pets them and then they just kind of scamper around. I assume the pal would want to join. She's, uh,
1: no, I would, I'd like to sit here and go over my notes and monitor your strange project. Oh. Okay. Uh, can you also keep an eye on Thrax? Make sure he doesn't... Yes, do anything. I will. She (laughs) does look at, he's in
0: the room like just, it'll he'll he'll occasionally just spread his wings (laughs) and it kind of this is very specific but you ever seen a guy on a plane take off his shoes and then just kind of like rub his toes on each other really obnoxious. He's doing the version of that with gross chitinous wings and demonic like insect face with human eyes on the inside of it. That'll teach you to make a pet out of me. (laughs) 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 Sung to the tune of uh, Mulan's, well, make a man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get down oh, the business. <laughs> it's now in my head. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh,
2: uh, I'd like to bring my, my, my dogs with me.
0: Okay. Did you name the last one? Yeah. What is
2: it? Uh, the last one's name is Hemlock.
0: Okay, so I'll say that um, Briar is the one that's always very curious, right?
2: Thorn is the curious one. Briar and Hemlock are like buds. They, they're they the yeah. ones who are besties. I'll say
0: they are female and he's male. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, they have very disparate personalities, but nobody but you would under- could understand the difference because they look very similar. <clears throat> um, and to be clear, they're semi-translucent, a little bit in the right light, but mostly they look like just like a little bit gray-shifted wolfhounds as, as, as far as I remember. Yep. Okay, yeah, you head down the gangplank, you've got the standard. Yep,
5: this will be my life for the next
0: several weeks. And for you, it's just like carrying a little baton, but uh, it it, it would be a serviceable weapon. There is a stylized blade at the top, but there's no way it could get anybody. You know, you'd just be bashing people. Um, As you get into the dock, I'm going to need explorers.
2: Uh, the first wind blew at my back, and she'll guide me to my. You're a very
0: specialized chirographer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's a two. I assume this is not seeking out the darkest corners of the woods.
2: Does, does my uh, talent apply? The wind blew at my back, and she'll guide me to my. No, okay. This is all
0: city and men and
2: Three.
0: I got a four. All right. Yeah, you head into off the docks and only live in a tower. Unlike Greyport, where there's this like, sort of warehouse district, and it was all ugly, um, you, you do smell like, oh, it's a harbor, it's not the nicest smelling thing, but it is nothing like Greyport. This place is clean, and you see like an army of official servants, you, you wouldn't call them servants, they're essentially custodians, who are going around, uh, and they wear official heraldry they uh, their titles, and they have a dignity about them which implies that they're respected in a way that in any other city they'd be like the lowest of the low. And you know that's for a fact, Varindra. Um, they go around cleaning. Uh, there's dozens of people out, even though most of the uh, the crowd is left. These are people on business. Um, no sight of the AOS ship. And uh, once you get off the main docks and down the marble steps, you're now, it's just, the city just starts. I mean, there's taverns, inns, dozens and dozens of buildings. You're heading down the main thoroughfare, and uh, there are signs uh, nearly every street I'm not going to name all of them they're very long names even a little alley that just has a brewer as the only thing there because they will brew beer here too although it's not as popular and like oh there's a you know textiles uh, dealer or here's where you can buy general goods Um, you kind of meander around and you guys kind of get lost in the city Uh, you've like, you're on the eastern coast of El so You're going west into the city proper. It's the biggest city you've ever seen. Uh, you're used to it, uh, Varendra, but... What was it? Probably a couple hundred years? Mm-hmm. And it's gotten even more built up. But you can give me a... Uh, a I don't want to keep... Uh, well, you don't mind rolling no rolls. I don't, no. don't mind. So go ahead. Not a secrets are. Uh, people are giving you a wide berth... But it's impossible not to notice the stares and the hushed tones. And a little bit of fear, but it's not the kind of fear you're used to.
4: 17.
0: Um, let's see. You notice here and there on insignias of buildings are representations of the icons. Okay. Uh, and you see as you go past an alley and you're like, okay, is this the way back to the main thoroughfare? You guys are kind of all walking around this big official train that's like, oh, the, one of the parade floats got lost. Um, <laughs> the dogs are just milling about, they always come back, but you can't, you, you, they will only stay to heal when you're doing something official, otherwise they go. Yeah. One of them, uh, is, of course Thorn, uh, has gone around a corner, and you see him coming across ways at an intersection chasing a chicken as fast as he can, <laughs> and them, you know.
2: Well, he's not allowed to have the cats, so might as well. There are
0: cats around, but yeah, they stay on the rooftops, and uh, there are a lot of seabirds and uh, cries but man this place is really metropolitan
4: we should ask one of the heralds to direct us to the university
0: yeah the the the, uh, the, the brazen are in front of you and they're not saying a word they are in front and they're always next to you Galzareth, because you have the standard and, and and they're kind of in front but following I don't know if you've ever tried to do that it's kind of fun it's the best mm-hmm. way to stalk somebody by the way uh, <laughs> 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 um, and they're just dead quiet and they're not saying anything. They have a if no matter what we see, we won't tell anyone kind of air about them. Have I heard them
5: speak yet? Nope okay. Um, I will say that's probably a good idea and I'll look over at the at one of the uh, one of the brazen and say, "Could one of you point us in the direction of the university?"
0: Yes my Lord. It's the deepest voice you've ever heard. Uh, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but, uh, yeah, coming from a unit, uh, he points with a bit, a heavy arm, and he's got bangles on, like, with bronze and gold bracelets, and you see, actually, he's, like, a fair amount of jewelry, points around the corner to, deeper into the city, would you like us to guide you there, please, indeed, and they just kind of get up a little head, and you could follow them, um... Okay.
4: Lena, you can pick the restaurant where we eat lunch. I
5: hope everybody likes chicken tendies and chalky milk.
2: <laughs> if I never have to hear those two phrases again, I'll be thrilled. I'll be. Chesterfield so
3: Entertainment Feta. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Child Casino and Disease Rat. What?
0: Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> oh, right. I was a showbiz pizza guy. <clears throat> okay, um... Who has a Sense talent? Me. Give me a roll. Fifteen. Okay. As you make your way through, and, and um... The, um... The brazen who is leading you uh, will occasionally point out, very discreetly, uh, like, ah, oh, that is an uh, official uh, five-leaf uh, brothel. Five is out of five, you know. And he points to a building. It's multiple stories and columns. And um, you notice. What's your going? Ba- uh, what's your baseline uh, notice? Six. Yeah. You notice as you go past it that the columns that support the top roof they don't actually connect with the top of the roof, but, but they're not a facade. It's clearly solid columns and you don't know how it supports the building. There's an you know there's walls behind it, but they look inadequate. And um, that previous no-roll that you got, Varendra. Yeah, the architecture is subtly <laughs> different in a way that you can't quite define. Um, so that brazen he's directing you, he says his name is Ive. Uh, and he introduces Ankh as his uh, compatriot here mm-hmm. they're both almost identical they look like brothers like onks a little bit darker but that's about it um, it would be a long walk do you not wish to rest from your journey what time of day is it it's now about noon
2: By rest from your journey, does he mean, like, yeah, go have some fun in the brothel, or does he mean, like, actually rest? Because he just pointed out a brothel, so...
0: Uh, give me a no. Actually, this is tough for you. Um,
5: do I detect a, uh, a hint of, uh, danger under his voice? Um, Like a a veiled threat or something?
0: Um, you don't know, but you think you're being followed... Uh, you can't tell by whom or what. You, it gives you paranoia. Your okay. Snakes are you know, moving around a little. I assume you... Does your veil cover everything?
4: No, it's just the eyes. So <laughs> okay, this, yeah. yeah. Does,
6: does a lot of work for
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, four on my... Uh, no.
5: I got a six okay. on the notice. No. no. Okay.
0: Um, you don't know what the alley he means. It's kind of like... What, is he blind or something?
4: Um, I'll ask the brazen. Um it, is this location uh, appropriate for children? And can we find um, refreshments for lunch?
0: Ah, uh, yes. You want one of the gold leaf taverns, then?
4: Then so let's go there.
0: And uh, he nods to his friend, who has identical voice, so it's kind of hard to tell who's talking and they lead you. Uh, it's like the opposite direction of where you're going, but it's not far away. You go past some streets. Uh, there's a really sharp smell of a, a tanners nearby, which isn't pleasant at all. And you see uh, it opens up into like a village square. You pass smaller, or a village square, a town, a city square, uh, really a circle with statuary in the center and a little public garden with wrought iron fencing. Which is a little bit new. They didn't. Uh, they had iron, of course. They had steel, but they kept with the old traditions, and that's part of what you're noticing about the architecture being a little different. Okay. Uh, and around it are merchant stalls hawking wares from all over the continent and Um, Just almost anything. There's there's an armorer. There are people selling umguins and medicines. Uh, lots of textiles and food. Uh, the dogs just start barking and kind of milling around. Uh, Briar has got, like, an apple core or some, from somewhere and is just kind of gnawing on it. You see a few children point out, and their parents just kind of pu- push their hands down. Um, a lot of men and women are out, uh, old and young, lots of children. Like, uh, uh, Lena just because she's, so, she's such a Pollyanna, really, is just waving at everyone, waves at a little kid who waves back. Um... There's a clearly very rich family uh, is in the middle uh, near the statuary. It's uh, they're wearing they're not wearing the official garb. It's a lot of purples and reds. incredibly rich looking, and they have two sons who are twins, and one of them has a a strange creature on its shoulder you've never seen before. It's looks like a little man with fur and a long tail with little hands that are eating a piece of like yellow fruit, and it's just looking around with this intelligence in its eyes and you've never you've heard of these mm-hmm. they're from the jungles far to the south on the continent like thousands of leagues away and it's just it's on a little golden leash but it seems to be behaving itself and it's just occasionally we'll like poke at her, at his hair a little bit and like you know trying to find uh, it's a monkey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> monkey 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 <laughs> uh, it's got gold and bronze fur uh, and it, it's kind of adorable in its own way. Uh, you've never seen anything like that, Kyra. Uh-huh. And the dogs are just wrapped.
4: Uh, Redra <laughs> will catch Gwen's eye and give her a warning look. I'm going off limits to all my dogs. Okay,
0: uh, dominate is what you do. You use that? Or? I don't use. I've. Do usually use?
2: use. I use RU with Okay, them. go ahead. Yeah. Just spend for this. <laughs>
0: now, if you off don't. Limits. If you don't
5: get <laughs> this little human, you can eat a little human later.
3: This is gonna be <laughs> Dogs can have a little human as a tree.
2: Yeah, I don't want to cause that much of a scene, so I'd like to just get a 12. Great. That's a good number. Yeah. Uh, I would have had an 11 otherwise. Uh, <laughs> so 16.
0: Yeah, you, you calm them down and you, you do pull them to heal. And um, Thorn whines a little bit, otherwise, uh, he's been doing that more lately. Uh, they behave
1: themselves. I'll take note.
2: You have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <Bye> to. monkey. <laughs> I'm going to. Make uh, monkey. Are, 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 are we still walking forward or are people stall for a second?
0: You, you, you stopped near the statues just for a second.
2: Okay, I'm going to get down on to eye level with Thorin and just. You have gotten out of control lately. Must you forget that I am your master? I am the leader of this pack. I love you very dearly. But you will not be out of line.
0: It's just, it's not, he's not looking at your gaze and just kind of, yeah. like a dog is like, I don't know what you're saying, but I feel like I'm in trouble, kind of thing. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, and then I'm going to produce some dried meat from my, my bag and just, okay, here you go. well, if you want
0: to roll two more dice as feeds, you can.
2: Oh, sure. Just... Yeah, it's still 16. Okay.
0: Yeah, they, they seem to behave themselves, and Thorne looks sufficiently cow for the moment. <laughs> um, that feeling of being uh, followed kind of fades away. Uh, you go uh, one street over, is nobody stopping to buy or, or looking at anything? Oh, um... <laughs> do they have any monkeys? Uh,
4: well, the all
0: the <laughs> the merchants are fearless. They see you. They see the official standard, and they think money. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, which is <laughs> well, not wrong. Which is not. So one of the the produce one has got all it's the the fruit that the the monkey had. It was clearly bought from there. These bizarre exotic fruits you've never seen before. Things that we some of which we would find pretty prosaic, like small things that basically bananas, and then things like starfruit, and then large purple fruit, and like uh, a little collection of dense berries that um, that are heavier than grapes, but they, they run their rainbow color like they run the gamut, the most colorful fruit you've ever seen. And uh, yeah, they, it ha- has a, an official sign, even the like little car- merchant cart people, their signs are. There's universal literacy here, and it perfectly pinned the cost. It's like two uh, two stara, which is uh, basically two pennies.
2: Is, that, is anyone selling um, furs uh, of any kind, or there is
0: monkeys? <laughs> oh uh, well, the, you do hear sounds of animals nearby, and yeah, you see a merchant there um, who has some caged beasts from all over. Uh, the, for some reason the dogs, because the, the statues kind of blocking and all the smells are intermingling, uh, you, you pass by the statue and you see, uh, that like pet dealer essentially and the dogs kind of freeze, but they, they're not doing anything because they're listening to you. Uh, yeah, you see, uh, another creature like the one the kid had who probably didn't buy it there. He's had it for a while. Uh, like a larger version of one with just black fur, just sitting in the cage, looking very intelligent and sort of um, inquisitive, then things that look like tiny dogs, they must be dogs, but they're fat and small, they've got white fur, and they're just sitting like just in a little pin with not even like a, a cage, just a little pin where they won't jump out because they don't seem to be inclined to do so. They, uh, they have short snouts and no tails. There are birds of all kinds, very colorful. And then in one pen to the side, what looks like a deer with a single horn. It's a tawny, probably a fawn of some kind, and it's just got a, a very, very ivory, an ivory-colored horn sticking straight out of its forehead. and it has big brown eyes, and it's just... Are you... any
4: of these exotic?
0: Well, you give me a no? I mean, that's sort of up to the eye of the beholder, but... 23 in your day uh those uh uh those one horns used to be out in the country is not common but they were there but cats and rats and dogs got and they were in decline in your day so you would imagine that would be pretty rare now okay the birds half of them you don't recognize they're from the jungle somewhere to the southeast uh the dogs you know they breed very elaborate, strange breeds of dogs here, and that's just the newest one. They're even smaller and fatter than you remember.
3: Do they, have, do they have anything that looks like it would get along with my existing fauna? Oh, okay. Like Sugar Glider or something like that?
0: In Yeah, in one cage At in the back the with evidence. kind of a, a little awning over it to provide shade, you see these... Um, They look like they have golden, shimmery fur, but as they move around, it changes color, kind of like a hummingbird's feathers, and it's um, elongated, almost mongoose-like, but with that uh, skin fold in between its limbs like it's a glider. There's no real cognate. It's if you took a sugar glider or flying squirrel and stretched it out and made it like three times bigger. They have elongated snouts, gigantic red eyes, and they're eating fruit and just kind of looking around. They have... Huge, incredibly bushy tails like a, a dust mop. And uh, they're hanging upside down and eating things and just looking around. I'll
3: see what my existing fauna, or I'll try to determine how my existing fauna feel about it. Like, good, bad, you want? Na- new neighbor? No, <coughs> Sure.
4: Sure. Is there a helm for Galtheris?
3: I was gonna say, I'm bored oh. now.
0: I'm going to look for the sharp pointy shop. Okay, yeah, you the, honor. the honor. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna join Galzereth in
4: looking for sharp
2: pointies.
0: Yeah, as you sort of break up and the awe of the fact that you're honored envoys, people now start to notice what <clears throat> you are, yeah. and like you see the family with the, the kid with the monkeys. The, he's, the father's pulling them away, and you're getting a wide berth. Even the, the brave sort of. Uh, uh, avaricious merchants there take a look and like you, you see the guy in the armor the armor like visibly gulps as you come up and since you you walked in but people for some reason didn't notice that and, but now as you're moving around and going towards the pets they uh are like oh crap that's a tree uh, and there are uh lots of uh, public green spaces here lots of trees some olives and you know just clearly planted to make it nice here um, but yeah, you're you know you're a gigantic oak from the east. They don't have that here. Um, what did you get on your notice?
3: Uh, did uh, fill the movement of the earth in my resupply? Nah, fifteen.
0: <laughs> you kind of shake your branches and look at them, and you have a way of communicating without saying much. They are all gathered in your lower branches around Lena and they don't seem to notice the other creatures. You. They don't have much of an opinion. And it's actually hard to communicate what you're trying to do with them. You know there is a language of the beasts that you have forgotten? Okay. Um, For some reason you think Gwyn should know it, but she doesn't evidence that she does. Um, You heard stories that if she's the same figure that you're thinking, Mm -hmm. uh, like a, a maiden from the old world who could speak to all animals of the forest. And, uh, okay, yeah, you're at the armors.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> they have, um, it's, a, it's actually two or three booths. There's got a weapons dealer, an arm dealer, and uh, in the middle is a man with a bunch of books and scrolls. And you see some of them are put on, like, a little stand where they're open up. You can see these are fencing manuals and manuals of arms. Really exotic and strange. Like, guys using, like, here's one for peasant. Uh, weapons like, oh, how to use a staff and a, and a sickle uh, and a sling as all one style of fighting. And the others was like, with like great two handed swords, like the It's stylized uh, drawings, but if they were close to real, it's like, wow, well, that's as big as mine, but it's a normal human kind of using Montante and all that. <coughs> and uh, the armor section, it's all Eleutherian style. A lot of Gambison's made with silk and felt and some other exotic. Uh, textiles Uh, they have breastplates they all look like they're made of bronze but you can tell that's just some sort of electroplated or other like arcane act of smithing to coat them you you touch one and yeah it's clearly hardened steel they have a number of those curved sweeping blades like the ones that the eunuchs use but not quite as big tons of short swords and just racks of spears with some of which have almost sword-like, sword-length uh, blades. Uh, a, a few picks and uh, blunt weapons. The, uh, there's three booths, but uh, the man who's behind the armor uh, booth looks at you and says, like, oh, my lord. Good afternoon. Yes, are you in the market for Aunt? He looks you up and down, and it's like you—you <laughs> it you sure you? oh, hmm. yeah. He's clearly very nervous.
5: Mostly, just curious. But we have some coin that we may need to spend while we're here. He's have... a little
0: less nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: I-, I will say, um, uh, mostly I am. Interested in your. in the metal that is being used here. Oh. It is very clearly not what it appears.
0: Gilded, almost. Oh, no, sir, no, not gilded. It is golden steel, a uh, uh, secret of the, f- the Forge Masters. Uh, and he just loses his. he just gets lost in thought, talking shop. They, they will not reveal it, I, uh, on pain of death, I hear, but. It is a way to honor our past, while and to protect bare steel from the elements, while not losing anything in strength or adding too much weight. And he uh, he takes out. Uh, it's obviously a small sample breastplate. It, it's a little like scuffed up, and and he takes um, a chisel and he scrapes it down, and it doesn't take off anything. You see, fascinating. What would you be in the market for, sir?
5: How much is well? I'm a very large creature, right? Like yeah, maybe, how much your giant size, right? No, I'm not giant size. He's like you're nine just, feet tall. Oh, yeah. you're right at the <laughs> right at the cusp. Yeah, yeah, you eat too many cakes and then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then. Hang on, let me go get some cakes so I can get that bonus to strength. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I will say, um,
4: I doubt <laughs> that you work have, no. I'm okay. good.
5: I <laughs> doubt that you have anything here that would fit me. Specifically,
0: well, curious, not available now. But of course, I am taking orders and points to like a ledger where some people have signed up for, and you see the numbers. Uh, the cost is pretty high, but you got more than enough. It's like it looks like a breastplate is a a full gold talent, and so you guys get five thousand of those. Oh, okay.
5: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I will say, how long would a uh, and I sort of gesture towards my, you know, black plate and say, "How long would a full set of
0: armor take?" A full set. I, we would. I could get your measurements here. And, right, uh, you are. And he looks eyes the standard, which you just kind of have. Yeah, because I'm, <laughs> I'm the one holding it. <laughs> You're obviously here for a time. Um, within a week, we. I, I'll, I'll contact the forge masters. This is a, I must say, a special. It would be a very special uh, consignment here, assignment here, and um, rather expensive, I will <clears> say. <throat> but he, he's just, see, he's now eyeing you just like your prospective customer. Helmet as well. Yes. Hmm. So that's a uh, he says. Uh, that would be nine talents. No. That's a 12 coming at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> for. Argue, dickering, and, like, bargaining is just argue.
5: Okay. We have, like, 5,000 of those, don't we? Yes. Okay. And more back at the.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to hack with him. <laughs> I don't want to say It's like, let's make it 15 and do it in three days.
4: Adrian, does <laughs> dangerous <laughs> sense apply to stupid decisions being made by my compatriots? No.
5: Um, yeah, if it did, that would cover way too much ground.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I actually uh,
5: followed him in, but Gwen does,
2: does not compute.
5: I'll say. So, let's pause there. Sure. Actually, let's resolve the rule. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I will accept, uh, I will say nine talents It is. Or What did, What did you say it was?
0: Nine and a half talents.
5: Nine and a half talents it is.
0: <laughs> that's basically, well, you got five, that's 9.5 gold. Yeah. You <laughs> have five thousand, Okay. Well, um, No... We actually have she,
3: 75. She, or, uh, we have 75.
4: 75. Fun, but it's fine. Well, yeah. <clears throat> she, right, right.
5: she's just upset that I didn't haggle. Oh, oh wow. right. Yes.
0: He suddenly catches sight of you. Um, <laughs> because you are, well, your height is variable, right? Yes. You just- what I'm
4: normally at about five feet but I can stand up to his height.
0: If eyes. you slept real weird where you just elongated out you'd yeah. be across two carts in the train. Basically, yeah. yes. <laughs> that was
4: really There's a snake everywhere.
0: Oh,
3: sorry. <laughs> Why do you get a starfish?
6: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: even the snakes do it? Yeah.
6: <laughs> <Just> spread
1: out.
0: <laughs> Why do they have little pajamas
1: on? Yeah. Those are socks. A little, a little hat, a little pajama hat. A little... <laughs> it takes 20 minutes to prepare for bed um, <laughs> doesn't matter how dark we get it's still never after <laughs>
0: yeah. whimsy gives you space for horror <laughs> um, he says oh very well he clearly thought that was he's overreaching also this is a tourist arm of whatever the actual arms district you know the, the forges which probably a good distance into the city or even out in the country uh so he's uh, overcharging you, but even that, this was an overcharge, but since you uh, agreed to it, he immediately, uh, oh, could you sign? And he just writes up, yeah, your name? Uh, oh, is he asking me to sign it, or is he... He's writing it down. Uh, I'll say, Galzareth. Mmm, Relevant titles. <sighs> oh, shut up, you want to do this. Tyrant of the
5: Red Waste. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 And uh, what, what else would he say? Uh, he said, say, Commander General of the Dark Lord's Forces.
0: Okay! <laughs> now his hand's shaking, and he writes it up, like, 9.5 towns, and then he, there's two spaces where he signs, and then he hands it over to you. It's on a little slate, tiny little, like, um, whatever this is. Clipboard? Clipboard kind of thing. I'll sign it. Okay, and then he... Um, he lifts it up, and it—you don't—it's not carbon paper, but whatever he did, it's written on the bottom too. And he gives that to you, and it says within within the week. Uh, now, if—well, I won't tell you how to uh, conduct yourself, but the forge district, and he gives directions. Um, I will be handing this to Master Smith Palanthon, who is the best, and tell him to uh, make haste with it. If you wish to receive your package uh, sooner, you could pay him a visit and negotiate with him on that. Mm. I, I, I'm i not at league to say if you wanted to spend more of your money, because he knows how much <laughs> you guys... I can't make him drop everything and do it in three days, or a day. I've, I've seen him get a full suit of armor in a day, he almost died.
6: Um, <laughs>
0: but if you visit him, you could negotiate that. Mm. And, uh, and then he starts taking your measurements. Okay, so you're at the pet little dealer, and mm. The, the, the older woman who's there is like, Yes?
6: Tell me about
3: Luckily this, she's got bad creature. eyesight. Tell me about this creature with the oh, the red eyes.
5: Oh, the leather wings. How bad? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Aren't you a tiny little flower? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yes. um, you, she sniffs the air, and you can tell she's got a sharp nose. Oh, the oh. leather wings. Yes, from the southern... We have a shipment from... Um, from far to the southeast on the continent in the the, the the green jungles there, they, they're, they're quite common, but there but rare, very rare here. And she starts to detail like where they live, what they eat, you know. Do I think
3: they? Do I think they wouldn't cause an ecological disaster among the other creatures in my uh, branches?
0: You don't have that sensibility, exactly. Oh, among your creatures? No. Yeah. Okay. Now they do like to sleep during the day, but you have a lot. <coughs> seems to have a lot of shade in those branches.
3: I would like I would like them please.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you see there's two, both. That's good. They are a mated pair. Um very young though. They grow quite quickly. Um that will be I don't see Two
3: talents. I'll Point two Varendra to one, one of the red squirrels <laughs> reaches is handing an acorn <laughs> to. Him. He, his arms
0: aren't long enough and he's ten feet off the ground, but he's like, mm, I think this'll cover it. <laughs> 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 Big.
4: Um, I will take the acorn from the squirrel and place it in my hand along with the two talons and offer this up to the squirrel's so kind of like, I... yeah, I get things done. <laughs> 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 um,
0: Lena is like like, and she's looking at it all, and she really likes the dogs. Uh, your dogs are just like... Mm.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's an insult.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't like them, but they're sniffing around. Thorn has moved a little bit away, then is looking at one of the white dogs and sniffing at it, and doesn't seem as angry. Um, so you hand him this. So you're like, oh, very good. One, one moment, please. And she writes up a similar sort of receipt. And then... She looks, there's a kind of a crate nearby, and she f- fingers through it for a while and pulls out a scroll. The and feeding. And yeah, she kind of reaches out vaguely. She, I'll you know, take
4: it and hand it to Black o.
0: And now, would you have your man? And she points to one of the brazen carry, the, the cage. Or do you?
3: Just release them into my branches, please.
0: Well, okay. And she opens it up, and they look out. And then look at you.
3: God. Yeah, maybe.
0: So, whatever you roll to talk to the um, the squirrels and stuff, mm-hmm. if you want to roll that, sure. <laughs> Spending wouldn't be a bad idea.
6: Nope. Oh,
3: you're out. Um, yeah. Oh wow. Okay.
4: Yeah, that's why I took like everything out of everybody. That's yeah, true. that's true.
3: <clears throat> uh, nine. Okay. Um,
0: they. Look out, and it's a bright day, so they're very, uh, very torpid, and they're closing their red eyes. Smell of fruit, like tropical floral fruit comes to you, and they kind of crawl on the side of the cage and come up out on the top, and they're both are huddled together. They're clearly scared. Now, they, they're not flyers. They're gliders, mm-hmm. so they're, it couldn't just like fly away, mm-hmm. and they sort of paw at the air near you like, it'd be good if I could get to that branch that's 15 feet off the ground.
3: I'll pick them up.
0: Yeah, you, all you have to do is get one of your smaller <coughs> branches and they ground with surprisingly strong claws and, a bit, and then they boom, they just start climbing up and you hear some chittering and the squirrels kind of scatter. One of them climbs down and just gets on Alina for some reason and is just hugging her mm-hmm. and she's delighted. And the other finds a little bit deeper into your branches, finds the shadiest spot and then proceeds to hang upside down but with all of its claws mm-hmm. and go to sleep. Uh, they seem like they're uh, they're obviously well-fed, and they were asleep. And the one on the Alina just goes to sleep, and the one in your branches as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad they've gone to a good home.
3: Mm. Also
6: Would you get...
0: like a dog?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not <clears throat> sure. Like, I'm still not sure how the creatures in my branches eat or anything. Well, you... <clears throat> I mean, you're
0: kind of their environment. I am,
3: and I don't know if... Th- these will adapt well, so I'll get some... Uh, I-, I will have Render get some food and so forth to uh, for them to... Mom!
6: Do
0: <laughs> um, uh, you buy fruit? Yeah. Those are just two um, of the uh, Stara each. Yeah, two pennies each, so you mm-hmm. can buy just about as much as you want. Okay. Uh, one of the uh, Brazen, actually... Uh, gets a, a cloth sack from from the uh, dealer and how many do you buy? You don't have to keep exact total. What do you
4: want, Mike? Because they're like that. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. So you
0: get like uh, 35 pieces. Um, sometimes I'll have you keep exact numbers for currency. It doesn't really matter that much, but in this case. Um, it puts it in the sack and uh, proceeds, he's just hauling it around although you could easily hang it in your branches. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, except for the can... other creatures might decide to,
4: you know. Steal them.
0: The, uh, the two brazen, are like, I trust this has been dual satisfaction. It has. Excellent. The tavern is just across the street.
2: I'm going to head to the tavern. Yeah, you just go
0: down a side road. He meant uh, across the way. Oh. Uh, and, um. It opens up to a side street. It's almost like you can't tell that there's merchants nearby. These are quiet. It's a quieter area. The tavern is a little busy. It's got it's mostly open air with a small building, and there are a few people dining. A few get up and leave as soon as you show up. And uh, you come to. It's got nice fence work again, iron, and uh, a few trees growing. They're they're native, but they obviously were planted. You can always tell the difference, uh, Black Oak. And bushes, and then a, a larger tree in the uh, the main dining area outside, which provides a lot of shade. There's a little fountain nearby, like in, in well in the corner uh, of the uh, outdoor dining, uh, just burbling, with spigots of water coming from stylized fish in every sort of direction. And it's hard to tell where it's getting, like how is that how is that functioning? Uh, a man comes out, really nondescript, wearing an apron. Yes. Uh, oh. <laughs> would you like
4: we're looking for a place to sit for refreshments if you have a space perhaps in a private room available oh,
0: well no room but you could have I mean there's no one now and the points, <laughs> yeah everybody's left the dining area but there's no internal room there, okay. there's a lot of outdoor dining <clears throat> he opens a little gate it oh, would be what you would one moment he looks you. at you, especially like, what am I witnessing?
4: Um, I ch- I will choose to communicate with him in the Eltharian language.
0: Oh, and uh, yeah, so he's taken it back for a second, and then it's like, of course, that's what she speaks. And uh, even some of the remnants, uh, well, your clothing has that kind of uh, style to mm-hmm. it, right? Even though it's been so many years, you had to get remade and remade and remade again right. to the pattern. And he says, like, yeah, the outdoor dining, and it's, uh, you can order the, uh, it's, uh, they have really florid names for meals, but it's mostly, um, what is it, prix Fixe, where you give us five, uh, you know, stera, and we bring you the food. And you don't, you don't oh, order, it, they, they it. just okay. bring you what they're serving. Got it. Uh, but there's plenty of space. Near the fountain is soil. You really couldn't put your roots in there without disrupting the whole thing, but it's quite pleasant, and, um... Places to sit, benches. Okay. If you're really large, and then the dogs go under one of the tables. It's stone, like carved marble tables, and just the kind of lay out.
2: Might I get water for my dogs?
0: Oh yes. And they bring out. Um, it's, it's actually two silver bowls filled with cold water. You can tell it's it's like you know con- condensing on the side. You don't know how they get it that cold. Bring it out, and the dogs like yes. Um, the little uh, leather wings, the, the one that was around Lena, she's annoying it a little bit, so it climbs up and gets with its part. <laughs> and they begin to go to sleep.
4: Lena, tall, come down. We're going to eat now.
0: Yeah, they climb down. And you you just kind of spread out. You're kind of taking the whole place. Kyager, uh-huh. give me a note roll. They bring out food, lots of fruit, some light wine,
1: uh, cheese, meat. Of my experiments have unlocked the mysteries of life? Um, no. Okay. Oh, Okay.
0: <coughs> you don't know how you know this. It, it's a fact that you realize the rest of your party probably knows this already, uh-huh. but it occurs to you without their input that, oh, everybody in the city will know that we're here now and the rumors will spread because that's how people talk. And it never, some, a fact like that would have never occurred to you before. Uh, There's plenty of food anyone wants to eat. Oh yeah. And um, this kind of place, they expect you to just kill an afternoon here. Yeah. And uh, the brazen uh, ask permission to partake. Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they they sit down to eating. You guys can get a brief rest. Yay! Yay. <laughs> You're not any really sore, but the sun is so good here and.
2: Just gonna restore body till my wounds are healed.
4: Lena
0: <laughs> feeds the leather wings with some of the fruit. Although no. they're so sleepy, they just kind of hold on to it and <coughs> asleep.
4: I really have to restore mine,
5: so I can I can. Res- it's one dot, right? You- yep, yep. Okay. Uh, plus, you. What are you restoring? Uh, body. You're tough, right? Mm-hmm. I'm tough too. So three. Three. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm being a lot nicer with natural restoration now. Yep. <laughs> Considering how much we get screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, you'll have more and more dots that you. have you know, because you'll have more hit points, so you have to. Yeah, you're almost got all twelve of the. You know, not that you can't. Are you
2: the, are you still suffering?
0: Yeah, I'm still suffering in soul, but you know.
4: <laughs> well,
0: there's an opportunity if people want to do that kind of thing. It'd be a little weird, but
4: you know. Well, I have a stress healing talent, so if anybody is stressed, I, am I
5: mean, 100% I hundred percent good. I, I I am I am also stressed,
0: so you I know you know how this goes. You got to talk it out.
4: Are you stressed?
2: No, I'm just holding on to your
3: wound. Okay. I have to have a separate talent to heal soul slowly. Yep. Okay. Oh. I can patch up your and like, yours is magic right? Yeah. Like, why don't Why do you look believe, my
0: whatever? Is believe. Oh no. Okay. Then it's a standard. Did I thought that you took one as an instant magic healing? right? I wasn't aware there was a difference at the time. So. Okay. Which it's whatever you whichever you want standard believe to heal soul is that's normally how you do it anyway. Okay. So if you just want it to be a normal talky believe roll, then you just heal normal like and you don't have to take soul wounds. Okay.
3: Yeah. <coughs> well, let's do that. Yeah, you
5: just, don't, you just can't do it instantly. It has to be during
0: an arrest. <coughs> yeah. Unless you're uh, stabilizing someone so that they don't, you know, well, lose themselves completely at the end of the scene. I
1: 23 to patch her up.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, two. Right, I just Three, actually. It's a very... Despite the odd setting, it's very comfortable here. And uh, you actually see some more patrons kind of come in and out and a few sit as far away as they can from you and like a, it's a couple a very young couple clearly on, an ass, on a date essentially and they're eating <laughs> and th- you could tell the guy did it to show that he wasn't scared that he was cool <laughs> with weirdos you know the, the, these are hipsters so you know um,
4: I have a 16 to talk over. right about? now uh, and then
0: yeah cause when you do these the you gotta
4: 18
0: Well, you gotta say stuff and it's all in play
4: so how was the armor shop?
0: I, it was an it
5: was a it was an armor shop I don't You're understand the question yeah um I fine I ordered a a set a new set of plate mail they have a fine steel that's different than what I'm used to it looks very interesting so I decided to get some of it
0: what
4: what type of steel is this
0: they
5: said it was a secret of the forge masters
0: I if one of the brazens looks over at you there mm.
5: yeah. uh, something about uh, hardened steel that is covered in something so it won't rust or scratch it's very shiny
4: they call it gold steel
5: yes, that was it
4: was it gold steel or is it fool's gold steel i, I... What? Uh,
1: uh, 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 you have uh, perfectly uh, good armor now. Uh,
0: uh, uh, I think that's hilarious.
4: <laughs> um, Was the merchant trying to get one over on you?
0: I hadn't even considered. You mean give me a no. And now you can roll your heel. I'm not going to oh, okay. drag <laughs> yeah. your feet through the fire, but I just want some No, anymore. no, that's, that's
5: good. <laughs> no, I only got a, a. Unless Ruthless Tactician counts, I only got a four.
0: Um, just for this, I'll let it count. No, you don't think it was. And also, that test, you saw the chisel, there's no way you could fake that. Oh, yeah. And anything with, like, fool's gold, or just, you know, it would scratch. And just any kind of coating. Now, they have, you know, in the red wastes, there's certain methods, <laughs> they make armor, but it's a little different.
5: <laughs> um, uh, I'll say, in an effort to seem perhaps less conspicuous, I am hoping to Procure some of this armor. It also looked very nice, and I like nice things.
1: Were you El- healing anybody? Yeah. Treat yourself? So what you're <coughs> saying is you're trying to shed your old skin to live a new. I, I wouldn't say I mean, that at all, Kyogre. I,
4: I mean, I could shed my own skin, but it won't change anything.
1: So
5: how many is that for the stress healing? Although it
4: might help you for something, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I just actually thought of that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, what did you roll? 18.
4: Um, uh, 19, sorry. It's three.
1: I can make you a baby, too. (laughs) So, how do you feel, Gathorat? Like, (laughs) I feel fine. Do you?
5: What's with all the concern? (laughs) You're making me concerned. His voice is just, it, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I seemed fine. And then you started asking if I was fine, and now I feel like I might not be fine.
3: Are you actually fine?
0: Thorn comes over and puts a paw on your leg.
6: <laughs>
0: hey. Oh, well,
5: I mean. <laughs> I don't like this. I know. Um, That's how healing. Oh, that's right. Are you doing the thing too? Yeah, I, I am. am. Yes. <laughs> I was
3: like, Sean's like, just fucking with me. <laughs> yeah, the this, no, I don't want to make a roll. I just want to make a Yeah.
5: <laughs> I could say that things have been better. We have been harried for quite some time. And I could just. It would be nice not to have to fight something for a little while.
3: So, you've begun to embrace a part of you that craves something other than violence. I'm
2: gonna quietly it's whistle. It's okay. I'm There's not, not a wrong answer. To this. Her paw, his leg. Too. Yeah, the other dog
0: does the same thing from the other side. I mean, I mean, she was right there just talking to you too. So they're all. Don't give don't get me wrong. <laughs> violence is great,
5: uh, but sometimes you just want, like, you know, something a little bit different. Than
0: violence.
5: I push huh. over
4: a piece of pie towards him.
0: Well, they have like very light pastries. Panacopita. Yeah, <laughs> panacopita. Not It's it's a it's a light fruit thing with just a little bit of you know covered in puff pastry. Yeah, puff pastry.
5: <laughs> just throw it in between the slit in my mask, and it burns up or something. Are you actually going
0: to try to eat it? Yeah,
5: sure. Why not? We well, have to, you know. I... Oh yeah, that's right. The okay. So uh, I'll I'll remove the the visor. You hear a gasp.
0: Oh, right. Shh. Okay, give me a believe roll. You can have a fee. <laughs> you have to accept it, though. You have to willfully accept it. Uh, what? It's the healing that he's doing. <laughs>
5: yeah, okay.
6: What's <laughs> that that fee?
3: Uh. T- 12. Alright. That's two. Hey!
0: A- um, and no- give me a no roll. Me? Yeah. Okay. So the way going forward doing stress healing will do it as you don't, and you have a conversation, right? Okay. But believe it takes a different tack. It's still talking, but it's exactly this. He's got to admit to something or reveal something he doesn't want, or not just him, but we know who's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's okay. be still suffering. Honey. No. Yay. Yay. Some personal revelation or um, insight or. You know warm the closeness. The I only got a four on my no roll because I'm real dumb. yeah yeah no, but as you do feel better uh, it's it's hard to be under scrutiny like this and the vulnerability of it is incredibly foreign to you but it's not bad. You see the you, the, the couple they' they were feeding each other. it's really gross but uh, <laughs> they stop and, and the woman is looking over there she's got a tear just and she's dabbing at it with a silk handkerchief and then, then just they go back to their meal.
3: I can only help one person with slow healing during a round. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yes. like gets one <clears> action, <throat> action essentially, and I'm healing is one of them. I healed my curse because if I use it, I'll use it, and then switch it over to the. I, I slow needed healing. my mind yeah.
4: back. I still have one wound, but it, it's fun. Yeah.
2: Have or heal you up next time.
4: The next course
0: they come out with—it's a big, like—it's an entire roast pig. Um, they come out and and the dogs, you know, they clearly want some. I assume you've been feeding them. Oh
2: yeah, one hundred percent. Oh,
0: table scraps—they're never going to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that's all dogs that used to eat. <laughs> it's called a dog's breakfast for a reason, I guess. Um, but it's uh, if you partake of it, um, it's absolutely delicious. Um, you know, they know how to cook here. You know, mm-hmm. it's very Mediterranean, but. Uh, and obviously, pigs are not normally I mean, a thing. But
4: did they roast it on a spit on their front lawn?
0: Uh, it's probably out in the back, but you can smell the cooking going on. <laughs> <That's enough. laughs> um, and they just cut off pieces, and it's very tender. And um... yeah, I don't I don't give the dogs table scraps.
2: I cut them whole pieces that a human would eat and give it to them.
0: Um, one of the uh, leather wings has woken up to the mount and it's doing the thing, searching with its nose. It's keeping its eyes really closed because the the sunlight bothers them, and it clearly wants a piece of the the pig.
3: Yeah. Oh, I was gonna go uh, since they appear to be fruit eaters. The last time I heard, I, yeah, I was gonna snag it a small piece of the uh, the fruit pastry. Yeah, it, it takes it
0: and it tastes it and it just kind of holds it in its claw, just like I don't know. It's, it, he wants.
4: What does the squirrel say they eat?
0: Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll check that first. Oh, it eats um, mostly fruit, but they will eat insects whenever they have the opportunity, and then small rodents.
6: (laughs) So
3: they're going to eat eat these squirrels? I don't know what to tell you. But they
0: they clearly have a taste for meat. And you see now that, like, okay, those teeth, they got some incisors there that... uh, uh, opportunistically, they're scavengers or meat eaters. So
4: they're omnivores, but... <laughs> no. I think if you keep them fed, they'll leave your friends alone. Well, most herbivores are, will eat meat when you yeah. get them the opportunity. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'll I'll give them some of the pork. Oh, and this is like... You know, at a barbecue, nobody <laughs> lines up for the potato salad, <laughs> but they'll line up for the burgers. This is like that kind of thing. Like, they like It starts to eat, the other one wakes up, and then they just... And they won't stop unless you stop, so... Uh, they, they eat their fill, and then go back to sleep probably for the rest of the day. Um, anything else you guys are doing here?
5: No, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to get moving on with these new feelings about myself.
0: The proprietor comes in and Oh, I trust that everything was to your liking, sirs
4: and madams? It was delicious.
6: Yes.
0: What?
4: I will thank him graciously in an Eletherian.
0: Mm-hmm. And he just holds his hands like by his chest, like very politely, like, wait, this is clearly the L-Etherian, L- like, yeah, you owe me something here. Oh.
4: <laughs> I don't um, know if
0: you paid him first, up front.
4: Um, yeah, I'll pay the tab now.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was uh, five of the pennies, or whatever you called it, or, uh, yeah. Stara. Yeah.
4: Stara.
0: Stara, um, yeah.
4: <laughs> I'll give him seven, because we also have the two kids.
0: Mm, yeah, okay. It's pretty cheap, um, because the food's, like, you know, from five feet away. And you, but actually, you realize no, this is about the right price. Those fruits were drastically overpriced. There is another denomination under the stara, mm-hmm. the the pica, which is like you, know, hay pennies and shit like that.
2: No one gives a shit about electrum
0: <laughs> You can you can make it. You can make them. It's like the of doors man. We have deflation sometimes. Um. All right, yeah. The you finish up, clean up, and. The um, eye says well to now, sir.
4: Let's continue on to the University and um, just be wary, I think we might have been followed before. Oh, Oh, we will keep an eye
5: out. What do we need to do at the University or is this just a fact-finding mission?
4: Um, We do need to consult the sages on um, the Tomb of the Great Beast, um, the changing that Black Oaks has seen in the stars, as well as what lies beyond and what happened to the first seven voyages.
5: About the, are the sages going to be at the university?:
4: As far as I am. I didn't know
5: if it was a religious
1: sort of... I thought also that you're trying to figure out if there is a way they can if they've come up with a way to stop the red veil from moving. I thought that, that was our primary here. If
4: they know about it. Uh,
5: you know what? I'm just going to let you lead on this
0: one. <laughs> you begin to go to?
6: Mm-hmm.
0: It leads you further into the city. You see many sights. Uh, you, as you get away from the harbor district, you're now uh, among official, huge government buildings. And you see the uh, insignia of the three on a large temple. Um, it's a good, you know half the size of a football field, essentially. One story with lots of columns and uh, well-kept, but nobody's going in and out of it. But it has a a garden around it, uh, as in a a yard, with uh, delicately placed stones and trees and bushes and statues everywhere, but you don't see anybody inside. Um, The the buildings get larger, more officious-looking. You can tell you're going up an incline. Looking back now, you can see the harbor, you know, and, and that part of the city just laid out, and then the city just continues like in all directions, really. Um, eventually, you go up uh, the, 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 the marble road, you're passing by scholars and official looking people who are carrying scrolls and books. And a few, one man is going by who has a servant with a cart filled with texts. Just you uh, spot one of the titles. From a a dead language, was like Proto Eleutherian. It's a a similar pedigree as the language that they write and speak now, but you uh, you could not be a native and just know that language. It's Mm -hmm. like, hey, I know, uh, you know, Old English.
6: Yeah.
0: They give you a look as you go by, like, try not to get in your way. The standard just makes people pass you by and get out of your way. And there's a long marble staircase that leads up to a A huge, multi-storied. This is kind of not very Greek, but it has, uh, you know, columns, and then another building with larger columns that angle up. And you recognize the uh, the college essentially. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, the official building you, like, for intake. You come in there, and there's official people, and you know, you ask for appointments. And then behind it, built into the hillside, is the rest of the university. Um, it's got it flattened grounds. Like they took. You remember they took. Like they just cut this part of the hill out to make the expansive... I mean, it, it's not a modern university with 50,000 people in it. Yeah. It's got like 10 buildings and a library, but it's still pretty huge, and there's nothing like this on the continent.
4: I'll explain this as we're walking up to it.
0: Oh. I've... Yes. And you, you get to the door, huge uh, brazen doorways. You, you now... Uh, Uh, Galzereth. You kind of every time you see something metal, you kind of want to test it. These are bronze, and but they're on. You open them, and like you know, if this was just a normal door, you could open it, but it would take some effort. But it just barely, barely touches it and it opens, and you hear very delicate machinery. You can give me a no roll again for intro.
4: Hidden secrets of her. Yeah. Seventeen.
0: Yeah, the doors and, um, you know, technology know in Eletheria is the, the height of this part of the world. But they've started to do more things, and it's incredibly subtle. You now notice what she did with some of the a lot of the columns. They're not touching the roof, mm-hmm. and they're just decorative, even though they're solid marble. Something inside the building is providing structure and support, and it didn't used to be that way. You know those <laughs> columns are the same but the, the roof's a little higher and something is providing support. And the machinery of the doorway, that's kind of new. Um, so th- the is advanced to some degree, but they clearly try to hide it and make it blend in with the sort of classical decor. You open it up vast, a, a giant hall. It's a multi-story building. And you see like two giant staircases of marble. They, they just love white marble here. And uh, there are there's an enormous carpet all over the floor, and you see one, like dozens of scholars moving about. There's side doors, and uh, this part isn't open to the sky, but you can see further in. There's uh, a little tiny garden where there's the, there's a skylight, and it's allowed to come through. And looking up, yeah, it's glass. They have glass here too, um, and that will, that's pretty new. You can smell old books and ink, and it, it feels kind of like home. There's a desk. Uh, a polished marble desk behind which there's a there's a young woman, who is wearing the finery of the, the college. She's a uh, essentially a TA, like not a, she's a student but higher ranking, so to speak. And behind her is a um, bookshelves filled with ledgers and things. And she's got a big one in front of her. She take even though it's like she's like thirty yards away from the opening of the door, you could hear audible gasp. Like the sound just carries here. It's a lot cooler on the inside.
4: Um, I'll approach the desk and speak to her in Uh Greetings. We are seeking an audience with the sages.
1: Uh, well, of course.
0: She looks at the standard and um, uh, which sage in particular?
4: We are looking for one who is knowledgeable on tombs and ruins of the continent. Um, one that is knowledgeable in the stars in astrology. Um, and one that is knowledgeable in the history of the Seven Voyages.
0: One second.
5: Gelseroth is in the back trying really hard not to break anything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean the, there are some normal like wooden um, circular uh, tables and uh, kind of ornate wooden chairs around them and people are studying. A couple of them pack up and begin to leave. But everything's really spread out here. This is more of the entryway. People come here to study and because it's open and uh, fairly peaceful. But it's not, there's not that many people sitting around. And there's not that much furniture for the size of this place. So you don't have to look out too much. But, yeah, any of those chairs. Or any, <laughs> you just lean on it. And Even though their, their construction methods and engineering are fantastic, it's still it's not designed for a demon. Nothing's designed for a demon. Oh, it's about Aww. accessibility. <laughs> I noticed you didn't have a ramp of sinners. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me, where am
5: I supposed to put my damnations? <laughs>
0: um, she says, "Oh, okay. You will be wanting to speak with Sage Therion, Sage Viklos, and Sage Olram Triak." Uh, Theron is of the, uh, the, the Master of Constellations. Viklos is the sto- uh, historian, and you said of what history exactly?
4: Uh, the first seven voyages of what lies beyond the sea.
0: Yes, yes, historian, historian of far voyaging. And the last was...
4: Uh, ancient Ruins of the Continent. We are specifically looking for a tomb of a great beast. Yes, that
0: would definitely be over-entracted. If you want the spellings, I can give them to you. <coughs> it's up to you.
2: Just assume they're Pokemon and spell them that way. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I will...
6: <inaudible> <inaudible>
0: she rings a little bell It's <inaudible> on a desk and a page just comes up out of nowhere, kind of like a, one of those ball boys at tennis where they just <laughs> zoom in. And uh, it's a young man, about 16. And she hands him a slip of three slips of paper and says, like, Aspen. And he's just off. Um, if you want to sit, uh, looking around, she sees your dogs and is about to say something. And then she sees the standard. And you can just almost see her thoughts as, as to what's going on. And then she <laughs>
4: we replies. will ensure that they behave. They're very well trained.
0: Well, as you say. And then she. Gets busy not looking at you. <laughs> uh, because you're right in front of her and she's facing that direction and that's her job, but she's got to, like, oh, look, pages. Oh, uh, I've pulled that move before. <laughs> <laughs>
5: A very important paperwork that needs to be done <laughs> over there. I'm yeah. not going
3: anywhere, but you don't have to talk to me <laughs> anymore.
4: Yeah. Um, I will leave and rejoin the party. Yeah. But, um, that is not immediately in front of her desk.
0: Give me notice rolls, sounds.
4: Ooh, my uh, favorite. Hey, twelve. It's
1: already not getting a lot of. Uh, it's okay. Five. I got a seven.
2: Uh, fourteen again.
1: Ten. Keep
2: rolling fives on these.
0: Let's see. Um, when you're quiet for a moment, and the quiet is just really, really protracted here because you can hear everything, and so occasionally you hear just a page turning like that or somebody <coughs> this is awkward but you uh, all you got a six feel something underneath the floor which is just you know solid marble like very faint movement as if something mechanical is going on down there just really faint and it's intermittent um, you uh, Gwen hear whispering in the far corner of the building near the, on, on the sides of the walls just an enormous stacks of behind glass of artifacts and tomes and things of note, just for displays pretty much for clout uh and there's uh, uh three people over there and they're trying their best to be as quiet as possible but they're whispering in and you, you hear the word envoy galzeroth
5: muses on uh how this uh fine machinery could be used to murder people okay uh, no roll? <laughs> uh,
2: I'll, I'll turn to stare at those three. they are
0: far away, like 50 yards.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll just go stare at them until one of them looks up.
0: Yeah, she does. So, um, most people, uh, I haven't described it, it's fairly obvious, but the uh, Eleutherians, you know, tend to be shorter with, you know, um, coppery skin <laughs> and dark hair and eyes, but this woman is a little taller, she's blonde with gray eyes, kind of stands out, and she meet your eyes and then her and her two companions just kind of move away.
5: Uh, ruthless tactician?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Seven. You have no idea what the machinery is or what it's... You're imagining is there space underneath there for all this? This is completely foreign to you. You're... Now, your mind goes back to what's familiar, so you're imagining, oh yeah, imps are like stapled to these wheels and they have to keep pulling ropes and, and there's spines on them, and then there's some demon whose blood has been used to supply the boiler that will be alive, and then it, it went, as it screams in pain, it, 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 the, the machine becomes more powerful, but then you just kind of fades into you know, not knowing what the hell you're thinking about. And you ask a question. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What color are the imps? <laughs> uh,
5: how would <laughs> how would uh, non demons create such an infernal machine of their own volition? This is hard for
0: you, but you're thinking, okay, there, are, there's just like the tackle on the ship. And the clocks that they have. You've seen clockwork. I mean, uh, the Summoner has some stuff, a ton of stuff from Eletheria, and uh, Virindra has examples of this. You have her own pocket watch. watch. Imagine, okay, there's gears and springs, and they use principles of leverage, which are universal. It's it's just dull, mechanistic, like, you know, just inert objects moving around in a cunning way. But there should be a way to harness it so that you can have some motive force but eh. he's like he's his you can't see his brow furrowing and he doesn't have a brow but it's you've got that sort of attitude of like wait no how would you and then this and, smoke coming out of the helm from the friction brought together by the rubbing of two brain cells together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um after a few minutes uh the same page comes in and it comes to you and it's kind of quivering he's like um yes um uh Sage Viklos will, uh, will be on his way shortly. Um, he says he will come to lead you to his uh, office, or you could follow me. Uh, what's your base
4: now, Verinder? Eleven.
0: You know that it's not a power move, but you, the sages are high-ranking, and Viklos. it you, obviously you don't know that person, but they, it's, it's a family name that you vaguely remember. So he's really high up. So normally you go to them and they're in their office, but they clearly was given note that you're envoys, and so this, having this age come would be more of an honorific. But clearly he's old and it's going to take a while to get here, so just going to them would be easier. Is there enough space for our um,
5: friend? I just gesture towards Black Oak.
0: Yo, this should be Master. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, um, he points to, like, up in the second level down a large hallway.
2: Yeah, I take it they're real
4: big fans of high ceilings. Oh, it's
0: insane, yeah.
4: Um, I will actually opt, in this case, not to do the power move and attend to, uh, and ask to be led to the sage <laughs> as an attempt to socially mitigate my visage and history. Okay.
0: That would be... Ooh, making a presence. I don't need a roll for that. Uh, he's like, oh, good, if you could follow me. And he actually gives a... a the the two brazen, he actually gives as wide a berth as you guys. The, they, they don't get seen a lot either. And uh, so he sits there for a second, and Ankh says, on. He's like, oh, yes. And they... Leads up to uh, one of the wide stairways. It's hard for you to climb up it. You kind of have to hold onto the balustrade and kind of slide here. But uh,
3: so, sort of, yeah, ski up <laughs> hill. You find
0: like the upper level, which looks down below. You know, there's a, a railing and everything. And then the hallways almost as tall as the central room, and it's roofed. But every so often, there's a skylight. Looking up, it's almost like a modern building from the inside. And you're passing by uh, marble hallways with little sconces that are burning, but they're burning oil, that and it smells different. It's like a uh, no smoke at all, and it's a brighter flame, and it's much steadier. And it leads you down past several doors. There's classes actually being held in this building. They'll, they'll do that occasionally in the, in the big building when they need the space. And at the very end of the hall, which is an arched window that looks down, and you can see how cutting it is so that from the outside you wouldn't be able to notice that it's just glass inset with a very uh, intricate uh, bronze uh, frame there's a a big door of bronzy Uh, the the page opens it up again it it barely has to touch it and you see what looks like uh, an amphitheater essentially like you're at the top like uh, it's very flat so it doesn't you know it's not like two stories or anything but it does have a uh, an angle to it, and down below among uh, it's like the combination of a classroom and an office there's a bunch of shelves hundreds of scrolls and books and a bent over old man is at his desk reading There, um, you see a student obviously, probably a student just sort of see you and skitter away from the desk and he looks up and he's like oh, come. I would draw you a bunch of my, my knees if you if you don't Mind and he gestures you down.
5: Does, he seem, does he seem particularly uh, afraid of us or anything like that? Not at all. Okay.
0: Hmm. Make your way down there. Mm-hmm. There's no modern chairs or anything, it's just carved marble bent, like just, you know, like an amphitheater. But once you get down, the floor is covered with, with a, a, a huge rug with abstract insignias on it. And uh, nothing like. Nothing organic at all, it's just like almost abstract art. And you get to the table, he's a uh, bent over old man with close-cropped white hair, and he's actually got spectacles on. Which, uh, when you left Eletheria, they didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the spy glasses and optics were pretty good, but they weren't to that level, so it's a little it. odd looking. And he's he's got a book in front of him, and he's wearing uh, these light blue silk gloves and the book's got a, uh, a glass armature thing in front of it, so no, <clears throat> it doesn't, like, get spit or anything else on it, and it has a little lever where you can raise it lower to turn the pages, and it's like, he does something, and the thing lowers into the desk, and the glass just becomes the surface of the desk. Okay. Yes. Um. He pitches his voice, Oh, Tarlas, Tarlos, some jazz, please. And you hear some scuttling in the back, and um, two students bring out a big, like a huge bench that's uh, big enough for you. <laughs> some they're kind of big dudes, and uh, some chairs. And, and just as you saw, sorry, um, man of the forest, I. Mm, well, I am a scribe, Viklos. and an arch historian, and a journey uh, master. Of journeys, mm. and I was told that uh, as honored envoys, you wish to speak to me about my specialties. He sits back. um Would you like brandy, or he pulls out a dusty bottle of brandy? It's like, oh, that's a hundred years old.
4: <laughs> we have just had refreshments. Thank you so much. Oh yes,
0: down in the city, I assume. Mm-hmm. Oh, balbars, yes, very nice.
4: We are looking to seek information on what was done of the first seven voyages into what lies beyond the seas, because we are considering making ourselves the eighth voyage.
0: Oh, indeed. Whoa. He's sort of enlivened, stands up <clears throat> a little straighter. One moment, and he gets up and goes to the books. There's a, a stepladder nearby he gets on, and he... He, he, he turns, he gets one of the students to come over to, to turn the lever, so it just elevates him up with really intricate armature. Pulls a big book, hands it down, goes down. Another level gets a, a, a black scroll case that's a really large, hands it to him. And then he steps down and then goes to the bottom shelf of another uh, bookshelf and pulls a smaller volume out. And he stacks them on his desk like, Oh, <laughs> well, oh, um, he, you. And he's pointing to one of the students like, go cancel my uh, evening class and post it. He's like, let's, let's serve it. He's like, ah, no, yeah, do as you are told. And the youth runs off. Right. The seven voyages. Okay. He starts to discourse on the seven voyages uh, that were sent out west. And I forget what... Kind of, I didn't give you a lot of information, Mm-mm. it's just they were all doomed and never came back. Yeah,
5: yeah the seven doomed voyages. And there's
0: hundreds of names, and he goes into how they were funded, under what Senate uh, auspices they were fund, funded, because Senators have, they call it a stipend, but it's an enormous amount of money that they can fund personal project, and this wasn't an official, it was a personal project of one of the richest Senators, and he funded the first three, then his son... Because it's years and years gone by, and then it became, it was given a grant from the university up until the seventh, in which case, after which it was canceled, mm-hmm. uh, because it just can't keep throwing money at yeah. it. Um, we uh, every new voyage went with some new innovation from theory that we thought would allow them to be successful. But we have no. No sign, no hide nor hair of them to come back, except that it's not here. It's in the museum on the campus, but there is a piece of one of the ships that was found by a fisherman far out to the west, chasing uh, silver stripes, and uh, it's almost assuredly from the sixth voyage. Um, It's an interesting piece of the hull, and... It looks like it was blown apart, not by wind or rain or the weathering of the sea, but like a, an enormous force. Not, not, not a, some of suggested siege weaponry by the savages that are purported to live out there, but it, it, it's quite unlike anything we've seen before, and that's most of the evidence for what we have. Now do you what specific I've been talking for quite a while. Yeah, it's like 30 minutes of this. (laughs) Everybody give me no rolls. You see on his desk, Uh Kyurger, he's got under a domed bell jar Uh on a little perch, a taxidermy creature like you've never seen before. Uh It looks like it has three eyes. You assume it had three eyes when it was alive reptilian, but covered with long feathers that go down its sides and it has a long tail that's curled artfully around. Uh, huh. With like, uh, They used to be
1: green and probably very brightly colored. Mm-hmm. Through my experiments, I've unlocked the mysteries of life. Yes.
2: Uh, as a remnant of the old world, I have the knowing of things.
3: Yeah, that'll apply. Yeah. Uh, wisdom of bygone era and the fallen forest? No, that's not the...
4: Hidden Secrets of Earth. Sure. <clears throat> uh
3: but okay. don't even bother <laughs> I got 14 okay 30. I got two last 33 33 I All
5: got right.
4: nine nine I'm just helping <laughs>
0: <clears throat> okay so the way I'll do that is It's fit. <laughs> yeah 33 uh, and what'd you get nine uh five six seven uh yeah. You guys can get uh, seven questions when you're talking to him about the nature of the voyages. He uh, actually brings, in one of the books he opens up, and, and it's it, clearly it signed on the back plate that it's his book, of course, and it's, it's a history of the first three voyages. It's like, the other two are over there, but I thought we might start with this one at first. I mean, my class, I've canceled class, and so we have a good three hours, which kind of tells you how long the classes are to discourse on this and I must say you know this is this this is a good day <laughs>
1: <laughs> no one ever
0: in any case and he starts talking about some of the you know minutia of how like the how the boats were outfitted who the people were who went and all the theories about what can be over in the western side of the world across the great ocean and the different passage because they all went different ways from Aletheria so I'm like far to the south and then were to head west some directly west the early ones and then the later ones are, they went from the north like very close to the continent and then they were to have headed into the unknown so that is um, I say seven
3: questions mm-hmm.
0: and anybody can take them or ask them you just have to you know
3: before dip. I ask do we know how long ago the last voyage occurred or did I tell you that... anything about no. it Okay. It was
0: about a hundred years ago. And the first was about a thousand. First three were within a generation, then there was a long break, and the last four were intermittently. Uh, I'll get us started if nobody else wants to.
4: I'm recording everything, go ahead.
5: Um, What was the uh, technological breakthrough that they thought the Seventh Voyage would be successful?
0: Oh, well, hmm. The engineers would be upset with me revealing their trade secrets, but yeah, I'm uh, Uh, a high stage. I can pretty much do what I want. Um, He goes to the drawer and he opens it up and he pulls out a a simple wooden box with a lid and he opens it up and he brings out an intricate machine made of iron and bronze and copper and it has like, um, and he does something with it and um, he produces a flame. Like He has a stick of, it just looks like a short thing of bronze, almost like an e-cigarette. And it has a flame on the end of it, and it ignites it, and the thing begins to build pressure and starts to move. It's a steam engine, essentially, just of a different make. And it's like, yes, yes, this engine provides motive force. And it can scale up almost uh, with no limit to the amount of size, as long as you have enough white stone for it. It's the other innovation we found deep in the mountains. And, uh uh, the miners, uh, generations ago. Well, no, for this, no, three or four generations? Yes. And uh, it allows it to produce force, build up, n- how much do you know about engineering? Blank stares. Mm, okay. <laughs> he explains that it, yeah, uses yeah. <laughs> it uses this stuff. I'm a tree. Yeah, uses this stuff called whitestone, which is some <laughs> mineral they found, to that can store an immense amount of heat. And it's not water in there, it's the stone itself doing this when a heat is applied to it. And it will continue. Um, it eventually runs out, but its, its efficiency is remarkable. And we thought with this, and a brazen ship that... You know, he looks at the other brazens like, nothing to do with the users. He looks at them for a moment and then shakes his head. Um, without sails, without oars except for emergencies, it, uh, and more powerful than any vessel, and not beholden to the winds at all. We thought at least that would have been successful, but no sign. No sign at all.
4: Is there a chance that any of the voyages were successful, and they just haven't been able to send word back?
0: My theory, exactly. Uh, But of course, this is pure scholarly conjecture. Um, I see no reason why that last voyage couldn't have made it Across the northern seas, no matter how treacherous they are, it was thought that that would be a dangerous but shorter route. I think. Well, he mentions the captain and the crew, who are all like noble-born, like landed gentry and um, soldiers and explorers, and one like sage and training, who was his student. Mm-hmm. No, this hundred years ago, who is the student of like in his line of mentorship? That knowing. Those men and women and who they were and their attitude towards things, I think they might have just up and gone native, if there are denizens on the other side. Occasionally, washing up on the shores of El once in a great while we'll find pieces of a ship, much like the one we found of ours, of different make and material that we can't identify. But that's... I haven't seen one of those in decades. Occasionally, a an artifact of some kind, broken beyond repair. Strange things. There is in the museum not too far where that piece of flotsam is what looks like the, the mangled remnants of some sort of gauntlet, but not like any you've seen. It would almost fit you, sir.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: we will have to give. We all have to pay a visit to this museum. I highly
0: recommend it. Uh, it it's open to well past midnight for scholars to study and, you know, to the public, in fact. Okay, yeah. Chirodry. You're looking at that creature and you just kind of fixated on it. Uh-huh. you we'll call them senses. Uh-huh. There is still a small amount of living tissue. It's been preserved and most of it's died off. But it's been served in a, a clever way that you don't quite understand such that, yeah, it'll eventually all die over generations. But there's something left in the core of the thing. You realize, yeah, it did have three eyes. The feathers are just attached to it. And you think, oh, they just assumed that that's where they went. But the little holes where the feathers fit into, because it's just, um, you know, it's got skin, but it's really uh, desiccated. Mm -hmm. More likely spikes or something rather more
1: alarming was in there. Do I feel like it could be animated? It would be... The amount of life that's left in it you would need to take it back to the ship, Mm -hmm. and it would be a pretty
0: tough thing to do. uh, Very fragile, like, even opening it, you'd have to, as soon as you open it up out of the seal, you'd have to immediately attend to it. Mm -hmm. Because any change in its environment, it it could die off. Mm -hmm. And you'll get uh, two
3: questions on that. Uh, On to the, or back to the other questions. Uh, What was the last piece? What was the last recorded information about the 7th voyage before it disappeared? Stopped transmitting.
0: Ah, yes, they. It was something I was going to get to. Yes, they sent messenger birds uh, periodically. Um, fantastically well trained, uh, reptorial birds. The art of that has been sort of lost. Uh, the last one was of a sighting of a vessel of some sort, and then nothing. The rest was just boring and uh, talking about the weather and the the storms far to the north. Occasionally, they say uh, they would sight an island, but it wasn't there the next day, and they hadn't traveled far enough to move past it if it was. And then one,
6: hmm,
0: he uh, goes and gets the last of his books uh, of all the voyages. He turns to near the end, flips by the the pages are shinier than normal. They're paper; they're not vellum. Or papyrus, but they have this shiny quality to them that you don't really recognize. And uh, the print is incredibly even, like way too even for anything you've ever seen before. There's no scribe on earth who could do that, or whatever the world is called. Uh, And it comes to the last bit and transcribed in a little, like a little, uh, like kind of like a piece of art is a re. What was it? Restoration of a piece of the scroll from the last voyage and it just says strange skies. Yes. I can tell you how many dissertations about that have been written, that's for sure.
2: The seventh voyage in particular but I guess it really applies to all of them were they sent with just the intent of exploration and returning or was there other uh... It, because they were personal pet projects.
0: Well, till the end, but yes. Yeah. Uh, ostensibly. Um, but I, my suspicions, especially in the 6th and 7th, that there were other orders they might have had that weren't a matter of public record. But yes, exploration and uh, event, uh, return. You could tell that he's trying his best to not just vomit information on you guys I mean this is his life's work and each of those volumes like 800 pages and like closely written text
4: is there any other technology that would that would or might be useful in um making an eighth voyage now uh, we come to this
0: okay um any engineering well, our machinery. Th- this model I've shown you is an older. Has become much more efficient. Uh, they don't even use a boiler anymore. And that is, I'm not an engineer, and that's beyond my understanding. I could send a note to one of their heads. Not, not a sage, but one of their research heads, and could tell you more. As an envoy, you can, you know, free reign to ask. Um, If I might be so bold, what, which one of the senators will you be speaking with later? Do we know? You haven't been sent word. We're not certain. Uh, And you
6: just arrived today? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I suppose that makes a little sense, but still.
4: Uh, Well, we will definitely be speaking with the Primarch, but... Oh, well, fair enough. But as far as any of the additional senators, we have not set up appointments. Uh, well,
0: I, I assume they will be sending a... Um, yeah, a run-up to you, a, a page.
4: We've been out most of the day, so it's entirely possible we have been given a message and just not personally read. Well,
0: I'd avoid the bureaucracy, too, if it were up to me. But, um, there is a... He's really um, well... Contained and very professional, and, but he's obviously wanting to ask you all a lot of questions, and he's—it's starting to become more and more obvious.
5: You guys mind if I take one more question? Go ahead. What's your, two more? Okay. What's your best estimation as to what's out
6: there?
0: Yeah, um, on in the scroll case that he got down the, the long one, he opens it up and brings down. This is thick vellum. And he rolls it out, and it's the most beautiful map you've ever seen. It has, it's huge. It goes along the entire desk, it, like, even like some of it off the side. It, uh, you see it's in full color, fairly recent probably. It's got a coating to it that you know, don't recognize, probably for protective uh, uh, purposes. And it has the eastern continent, and, it ha- and it's, f- it's very recent. Well, not recent enough. But it has, you know, uh, Melkarath and all, uh, Istolari and all the the uh, Damar, and then the southern lands, and artfully uh, decorated. Well, like in, the, in the southern jungles, it shows some of the animals that you can see there in, in great detail. Names of all the cities. And then uh, Elithiri is especially well illustrated, and a little bit larger than it would be, probably. And you can see the oceans, like the northern ocean, and the uh the the placid deeps to the southwest and uh and then the other half of it is just pure confabulation like just you see an enormous continent and then strange beasts and men with like four arms there's one with like flying um what look like flying ships uh and then floating orbs all over. Like, the artist was like, okay, you, you can do some things over here, and, but when you get over here, you can go nuts. And <laughs> it, it, you don't know how much, you know, that's based on, probably not a lot. It's like, now, granted, there's a great deal of artistic liberty. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, lady uh, Lena, who did the uh, art hmm, about five years ago, I think, it's hard to control her. She, um, but the contours of the continent, and he points out like the midpoint, pretty much due west of Eleutheria, And if the distances are to be believed, it's basically oh, um, Central America to India, kind of distance. Uh, and it has a you know, pretty compass rose and a fairly intricate like distance gauge there. Th- these parts here, though, with sending out some of our message of birds. And with some fairly intricate math, uh, times of voyages and sending up um, uh, wings. Uh, you know you what? Know, sending you know, you know what those are? Sending wings. They call them kites. Mm-hmm. And, and um, some lighter than air uh, balloons, which I don't name for that, but uh, orbs. Yes, lighter than air orbs, uh, and with fairly intricate experiments on them that I won't go into detail, we've able to get a rough estimate of the contours of the this part of the continent to within a reasonable degree of certainty. By that, I mean not much at all. The rest of it, though, who knows? Um, occasionally, a strange creature from the sea that is not native to this part of the world is found, we assume, from the west. A carcass of an enormous beast, deep from under the Ocean, eyeless, huge Leviathan, uh, was found by another fisherman. They, they dredge up so many things from the depths, that we assumed it was for the from the western ocean. I mean, well, far to the west in the western
5: ocean. I want to know more about the artist
3: <laughs> that he mentioned. You have another question, uh, I was considering asking what, uh, what magical resources these expeditions brought, because we've heard all about their technology, but nothing about. You, magic, if any. Of that well, one. magic. You don't know what that means.
6: Like,
0: you have the old ways, yeah. and you know what Gwen does, and you know what the Kyurgia does, and she has some innate powers, but um, the.
3: are you asking specifically about... No, I was just telling Priscilla, like, oh, okay. something I would suggest asking, though. You might want to narrow down what is meant by magic, but... With that one. Yeah, your, more your more
1: questions. Um, yeah if I was able to mess with this thing, what steps could I take to make that, that process easier? Well, something occurs to you that normally it wouldn't is that diet you could incorporate it to almost so it anything if it survived everywhere. the
0: process. Mm. Probably very interesting looking creatures. There's another thing you could do which is different is that you could put it in a substrate that is so neutral that whatever grew out of it would be a, a reasonable copy of the thing itself. Just let it naturally mm-hmm. do what it would do and become the creature that should be here. Huh. It's, it's very gen- it's gentle, difficult, but a very gentle process that it, normally you'd want to mess with it. Because yeah, yeah. you'd see things you I could do to it be that are better, quote unquote. Sure. But if you just let it messed. grow and like the, the living tissue yeah, within become what it was. You could have something that was a representation.
4: Um, so, for the last question, um, there have been mentioned uh, reports of strange skies um, from one of the voyages uh, well, yes. in the messages that, that were sent back. Um, do they did. Uh, what are your theories, or what are the dissertations that were written about them, and do they have any correlation with the red mist being seen in the distance?
0: Oh, the red mist! Uh, no, this is from long ago. I, I don't. No one really knows. What it it's pure speculation. And I, I, I had thought to throw my hat into the ring, speculating and writing papers on it, but there's just not enough there. Uh, some traders who go around the horn to the north say that the sky to the north is different, but. In some sense, that would be the case, no matter where you were on the globe. You know, You do know that it's, a, it's a, a globe, right? I, mean, I didn't know that. This is common knowledge even on the continent, but he's you know he's provincial and or, uh, kind of assumes that you guys think that the world's on the back of like great beasts or something like that. <laughs> I will say that uh, there have been changes recently. You would have to t- talk to the oculist, uh, the mm-hmm. head astronomer. About that, but there's no reason to assume this wasn't to do with the uh, well the, the, the veil as you say and if you might indulge me, I have a couple of questions I would like to ask
4: if we are privy to the information oh, you
0: will be privy to this information I assume what are you <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: i I am uh, the mistress of the wild hunt. I am the uh, embodiment of the concept of the wild hunt. I I am the wild hunt. I am the the spirit of the hunter. The adrenaline that flows through the (laughs) veins when the bow is drawn.
0: Very well. Uh, To put it simply,
5: we are lieutenants
0: of the summoner. Right. I'd suppose something of that nature. But I'm more concerned with the. Taxonomy? Like, what she said... uh, Ah! I noticed you looking at my little specimen.
1: Mm. There's some life left in it. Really? (laughs) How would you note that? I I just have a feeling about these things. I could potentially, with your permission, um, attempt to revitalize it or create another in its likeness. Do you know... His eyes are just wide. What species this is, and from where it originated? That was found
0: on a piece of floating um, timber, I would call it, which is purported to have been from the west, or <coughs> well, specifically the far southwest. Um, it was in terrible shape, uh, battered by sun and rain, but preserved enough that we made... Uh, well, you'd have to talk with the, um, you know, the natural historian... Uh, who's the sage. whose name escapes me. I don't speak to him much. Uh, It was provided for me, honestly, as a jest uh, and a bit of a scholarly jibe, if you will. Uh, Which, jokes aren't funny when you explain them, and this wasn't funny to begin with. Um, But hold that thought. I I want to if you don't mind, sir. Uh, And obviously he's barely acknowledging your rank. Uh, Yes. You... I know what you are, but that's no less surprising. You are a man of the forest. I am. I've never heard of them traveling with people, much less across the sea. They have not. Strange. Well, you seem to be (laughs) doing rather well. Oh, wings. Well, that... Wait, where did you get... Did you... I purchased them in the market. Oh. There's something that occurs to you that's like, man, you could have really messed with them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, right. And I also know, I assume, um, Vorendra? Yes. Well, but when, your name appears in a few places in some <laughs> the deeper library tomes. I thought you were made up.
4: It has been a while since I returned to the continent here.
0: I must admit, this is uh, throwing me rather for a loop since I am in a, 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 a naturalist. By trade, um, almost all the sages are, uh, you know, a uh, natural philosopher, uh, an evidence for uh, sort of the old strange ways of going have uh, not been found very much recently. May points at you, um,
5: Galzares. Perhaps a demonstration might be in better order. <laughs> Oh, okay. You are strong of will. What you, uh, I, I imagine, what you see may disturb you. proceed. I take the helmet off.
0: Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he backs away. Uh, his chair is on little bronze casters. <laughs> oh, wh- you can stop. I put it back <laughs> on. Oh, oh. He writes furiously on a scrap of paper. After this meeting, which I don't want to hold you, I mean, I would like to keep you here for weeks, but uh, (laughs) you need, and I can't believe I'm recommending her, you need to talk to Sage Polypythia. She's the high esoterist. Normally, I wouldn't recommend anybody speak with her, because she's given to flights of fancy that are, frankly, absurd. But suddenly, I think her expertise might be more valuable than we thought so I will send word to her I can't say that she will want to see you immediately I don't know why she wouldn't but she's given to stubbornness uh, she, not in this building but in one of the uh, college buildings uh, 7A I think
5: she's been relegated to the building that has asbestos still in it <laughs> yeah. I know the professor asbestos is just a dude here That's <laughs> ah, lord asbestos um, a... <laughs> As you can see, we do travel with. Now he's, eccentrics. now he sh- no. No,
0: he's shaken. Now he's shaking. Now he's. Yeah.
5: No. <laughs> oh, every time I try and get close to someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Yeah>. uh, <clears throat> um. We are. Perhaps best to say not from around. In every manner of speaking. I,
0: I, I don't mean to press for more. And in, despite his fear and trepidation and kind of existential uh, dread, uh, I, but I, what I mean, w- of what nature are you, sir? I am a demon. A demon.
4: He is not from this world.
0: Yes. But a daimone. I mean, that's the word. That, is it like mythical texts here?
4: The closest equivalent.
0: No, you know that's exactly okay. what. Yes. uh And actually, there are old well. Uh, Polypithia will know about this uh, more than I would there are texts on myths and, le- texts on myths and legends in the, uh, the main library I wonder how many of those are true you could ask I probably knew a few of them well I- yours sounds somewhat familiar it's very eastern
2: I have been in this world for a very very long time
0: he finally no—he finally notices the dogs. Like, oh dear, um, yes. Go on, go on.
2: Yes, they—they've been with me for almost as long. They sprung up from the north wind, uh, and I—the com- first north wind. He
0: oh well, oh that clears it up. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> done and done.
2: <laughs> uh, and they—they they are my hunting hounds, but I, though I have not. That I remember been to Illitheria. Um I'm sure there are, you're familiar with the concept of beings like me, old beings of the old world.
0: Oh, the concept, sure. It's very, like, as I said, Eastern. Um, there's a a great tome of legend uh, in the library, <coughs> well illustrated, and, uh, um, frankly, kind of an interesting read that mentions some of these things, but of course it was mostly <coughs> read to children, although it gets rather dense. Uh, the Tomb of Legend, Arthur unknown.
2: The Tomb of the Great Beast must be in there. Mm-hmm. Tomb
0: of the Great Beast?
2: Yes, there is a tomb, I believe it is here, there is oh, a great no. beast there. I must slay it. I, I must defeat it in glorious combat, in which we see each other eye to eye. We are true equals. We've tried
5: tried explaining to her that a tomb (laughs) implies a dead creature, but she just won't have
0: it. All right, uh, you can have two feats. Give me a charm or argue or paladominator. Either one. Me?
5: No,
6: you argue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's going to be an argue.
5: (laughs) (laughs) She's just so insistent.
2: Oh my god.
3: (laughs) (laughs) She is so (laughs) (laughs) sweet. I rolled
1: sweet, super high on this frivolous roll that did nothing. Roll the
3: knot die. Should
1: I spend again? Yeah, Yeah. always. Roll the knot die. Roll to be mildly impressive.
6: (laughs) 48!
1: (laughs) You were mildly impressive. Congratulations. A 30. He was completely gobsmacked. And
0: he just. You see him like. And he smiles. He actually has a little bit of a tear in his eye. Uh, You you know, good. I'm glad you are a thing. (laughs) This doesn't change my research very much, but... How common are things uh, of esoteric nature in the East? We've heard stories, and of course the rabble will talk about myths and legends, and, you know... Hut women and things like this. There are sages, as I said, uh, Polyphythia is the high is who know about such things. Was always assumed to be just stories.
6: Um,
5: Not as common as you might think.
2: No. Uh, th- there used to be... Oh, centuries ago, there used to be more. So many more.
0: I mean, of course, we, we know of the Summoner and his powers from high witness accounts that are trustworthy cannot be denied. There obviously are things in the world that are unexplained about yourself a science or something that we just didn't understand. But
5: No. As his name implies, the summoner has the ability to summon things from realms beyond our understanding. And you're a daemon. Hmm.
0: Are you from um, the land of um, entombing walls? No. The Red Wastes. Red Wastes. It's probably called something different here. Now, I'm having to go fall back in my memory to when I was an understudent. Hmm. Yeah, I think you had another question. You only asked one you had to. Yeah. Did you want a fact? Yeah, sure. Um... You just know looking at the thing and then you've seen a lot of animals from the, the, the east, the eastern continent, and hmm. you know even the on now. That is definitely not from this side of the world, one hundred percent. It's probably from the West. Got it. Um, I really wanna bring it back to life. But you know what, sir? When you leave, you may take my little specimen with you. Frankly I'm always concerned I'm gonna knock it off the desk, but it is sealed and I assume you know well, how to deal with it. Uh-huh. And that brings up the other question I had, is
1: Are you okay? <laughs> yes, I'm quite fine. See a I'm also not from this Oh, room. another
0: one. Yes. <laughs> oh my! he um he pours a big old thing of brandy. <laughs> like you're supposed to have, like two fingers. He's just like, nah, it's juice. <laughs> um he snaps his fingers and a page comes, and he quickly writes two or three pieces, and he gives it to them. Um, where will you be staying?
4: Currently, we are docked <coughs> in more on more three.
0: Well, it's quite a walk.
2: We have not arranged other accommodations.
0: If you wish, I can uh, use my um, influence—well, the auspices of my office, frankly—to if you want one uh, of the guest um, while, or the student accommodations. To stay here, if you wish, It'll also be easier for the servants of the Senate to find you, should they. it
1: uh, the just looks like. Mm-hmm. We we'll get at least the suit accommodations. We we'll can least stay <laughs> for t- today. We have several other sages to speak
4: with. Yeah, we have a well. We have now three other sages to speak with, and the museum to visit. Yeah, page just like zooms off. Um, I'm more concerned with um, the arrangements for and for uh, for black oak and Oh, Oh, one are the accommodations,
0: the There's a, 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 a I forget what you call it, but it's open to the sky in the center of it and you have a garden and soil I, I, and he feel he's like holding on to knowledge that he does have. He's like I know a little bit about the middle of the forest and you you need rich soil for your own comfort. Yes. It would be nice. Yes, in, in there in the in the quad in the, it, it's it's not a room, it's more of a, a suite. Uh, really for dignitaries from other lands, although we haven't had very many of those lately, as I'm sure you don't have to be told why. Um, he writes out another thing, more official, not just on a scrap, and, and he snaps his fingers again, and the other uh, page comes in. <coughs> and Well, assuming you're willing to to, do, to stay here. And, I will put uh, this in uh,
3: accommodation
0: for me. Yes, yes. I, yes, yes and he writes it out and just hands it to the page and he takes off so I don't want to keep you here you're probably tired from your journey I will say this um, I, I, I've had to send words to the other sages especially Paul Pithia, but uh, this is going to happen anyway but when they have gotten word of you in your official capacity at the very least they will want to have a formal meeting, not like this. If you think this is dry...
4: Well, we do also need to speak with Orantric about the Tomb of the Great Beast, and we also need to... Well, they'll all, to with all be
0: Excuse uh, sorry for interrupting you. They, they, they will all be there as well. The tomb, I have no idea what that reference references. I'm sorry. Uh, they're all, obviously, in the uh, old district of the city further up the hill. Uh, well, what used to be the hill? Uh, there are old temples and such, and abandoned. Uh, only the custodians go there.
2: No, I I had a vision of it, you see, and I feel if we describe it to the scholar, who sage has spent much of his life dedicated to it, perhaps he can help.
0: Yeah, no, they'll definitely want to help you. <coughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to, poorly, I think, get across the fact that they will want to have an official meeting with scribes and part of this is because you're envoys and so every meeting you're doing becomes official by this becomes official by definition so some pomp and circumstance is what I'm saying. Never Um, any privacy. Oh, I mean I don't know, well how that could be expected. Uh, My
5: attempt at a
0: joke. If you wish, I could try to schedule something with them individually but that would take an enormous amount of strong Mm arming. (laughs) <laughs> he laughs as some private joke.
4: But I'm more for efficiency at this time.
0: It should be fine. That would probably be tomorrow morning, if I would guess.
3: You mentioned there were ruined temples to the north of here? Oh, yes. Quite a lot, in
0: fact. Well, ruined temples, old buildings, tombs, uh, old government buildings, amphitheaters.
3: To the icons, or to some like that? Some,
0: yeah, some are. Although, not many... Well, everybody's gotten a little lax in their (laughs) faith. I don't hold to the icons, but uh, I acknowledge their influence.
1: Does anyone live in that area? Is it all abandoned?
0: Well, some of the outlying farmers have uh, taken up residence on the lands. There's uh, some dictate from the Senate so that they could farm out there, but they're not allowed to stay in the buildings. You'll see sheep herders and such. Hmm. It's fairly... Unless you're into old ruins, I'll go ahead and say it's somewhat of a depressing place, but very great historical value. It
4: might be worth checking
0: out. Oh, look. So I would love to spend all day, several days, a month or two, and uh, speaking with you about this at your uh, indulgence. But I, you must be uh, very tired. One last question, I hope it's not rude. Uh uh-huh. assume the Dark Lord isn't going to invade?
4: Not at this present moment, no.
0: Ooh, I well, wish we you'd have said that differently. He,
4: it is not currently his plans to invade. He wishes to uphold the current and um, original agreement with Eletherian.
1: You mean argue. You mean know, argue. He doesn't have to invade for his, <laughs> for you to feel his influence. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
4: Oh, I get the feet. Um, uh, within this discussion, I can lead them to my own conclusions. Yes. Eighteen.
0: Lee just accepts. You had a
4: question about the artist, I think?
5: Right. What did you say her name was? Lena.
0: Is she still around? Oh, yes. She uh, lives in the city. Well, well, she has an estate in the outskirts of the city. D- directly to the opposite... of a good long walk from here. I would like to speak with her. Um, I'll send word if I can. Yes, I can send word. I have to go down to the front
5: desk. She seems to be the only one that has some sort
0: of idea or representation of where
5: we might be going.
0: Perhaps. Um, she is a fascinating woman of this, whole, like, sort of far away looking eye.
4: I do have um, one more minor question for you, um, Good Sage. Mm-hmm. Um, while I'm sure the history books don't necessarily speak kindly on my, vision, <coughs> my persona, they might provide more information for some of my compatriots. And they might... Would it be possible for them at some time to maybe counsel you on things that they might have forgotten of the old ways.
0: Oh, certainly, sure. It's up to, to you. I, I assume you have more pressing business and don't need an old scholar bending you air for hours on it. but certainly.
2: No, I, I, I'm searching for runes of the old ways. Runes? Runes and glyphs, in which case old scholars would be quite helpful.
0: Oh, yes. You, uh, you, you'll need to talk to Calvetrix. He is at his estate on holiday, but it's not that far from the city.
2: We have an entire grocery list of old scholars to talk to. Yeah. It's,
4: uh, I mean, think that boat needs to be repaired.
2: Is, yeah.
4: <coughs> that is true. Well, I do.
0: I have a lot to think on if, if you don't mind me saying. And, um, he gives you directions to the suite, which is, you know, you just go out of the building and into the college proper. And it's a, uh, you know, a quarter mile away. Um, the uh, weirdly Ivan Onks we know of this and they stand up as if that was a just he clearly like he's saying goodbye yeah Um, I don't know what honorifics to give you but it is this has been the most illuminating day I look forward to speaking to you in the future us as well thank you for your time
4: we will see you in the morning at the meeting
0: Uh and they lead you out towards the suite And that's what we will
4: call it.
0: Two points. Well, that wasn't too uh, dry an episode for our listeners, but things will get weird.
2: weird. They always do. Never After was created, designed, and written by Adrian McLear. This podcast is produced and edited by Grace Skelton. Our music is Shimmering Lights by Punch Deck. You can find a link to their Patreon and Spotify page in our description. Thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait for you to hear the rest of our adventure.